Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, guys, you be Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody: pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips. Joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, everybody. Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny with our guest, Casey St. Ange, right around the corner. But first... 
This guy's in our lane, Conan O'Brien. He's got a brand new podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, look, Conan's been on this program. I worked for, uh, with him for years. We all know who Conan O'Brien is. Well, he's now on Earwolf with a brand new podcast, again, as I mentioned, called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Hangs out with some of his favorite people. His first guest is a guy named Will Farrell. Upcoming guests include Wanda Sykes, Nick Offerman, Kristen Bell. He also answers questions callers are dying to know, like the secret to Conan's hair and his favorite Star Wars prequel. Anyway, you got a lot going on here. The first one, as I mentioned, Will Ferrell. Uh, they talk about the last time he was on Conan. They talk about when uh, Conan was on stage with Ron Burgundy, how Twitter makes them feel, and that one Lifetime movie Will made with Kristen Wiig. You can check out the first episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Will Ferrell in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I know what you're not going to miss. You're not going to miss Never Not Funny because that's coming up in three, two, and... Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Who's behind the door? A fistful of dullard. <laughs> <laughs> don't thaw the ice. Cocaine. Then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. <laughs> Look, I'm not the best gay. Twelve years in, baby. Lucy and Goosey. Mad at On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 2315. I've just been told off the air. Uh, listen, I'm a walking fucking mess. That's what we decided before <laughs> I uh, got on the air. I'm having an, a, uh, an asthma attack. I just had my allergy shots. Uh, they upped my serum. Is that right? Did I say that right? Serum? Mm-hmm. Sir, sounds like my Chicago accent is uh, making that sound odd in my ears. Anyway, I'm having a reaction to that on the uh, on the heels of getting a shot in my freaking back. Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you. How, I went to text you over the weekend. How did how'd that I, go? How that texting? How'd it go? go? I forgot. Um, you know what the truth was? It was uh, you know they uh, they put you know, you're not on propofol because you got to be they got to be able to talk to you because they're going into your spine. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but. It was so they, they give you a little bit of uh, anesthesia, mm-hmm. so you're out a little bit. But what they do is they, you know they go in, they, 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 it's a shot, and then a catheter or something that then goes up your spine oh, to get into the area where they have to put the medicine. Fuck! Uh, it Jeez. literally takes seven minutes. Yeah, but you've got to be still on a table. Are you lying on your stomach? Lying on your stomach, yeah. Yeah. Does then, your face get to be straight forward, or you're sideways? Uh, you're you're down, straight face down, as if you're getting a massage. Okay, mm-hmm. let's. Um, nice. but without that little face thing, because your neck needs to be at the right at the right angle, like right. everything Eesh. needs to be right. And all I kept on thinking of is, if there's an earthquake, you're done. I'm dead. I'm not dead. I'm paralyzed. It's, you know, like Eesh. like what 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 crappy timing that would be. Yeah. Luckily, the, that did not happen. Of course. Uh, yeah. But I did say, I said to the doctor, uh, uh, and you know my doctor. Vinnie Bumbach. That's right. I've been going to the, my guy for a long time. Uh, I apologize for my weird breathing. So, <sighs> do you hear that? Yeah, I did hear it just then, yeah. Man, I apologize for that. Um, she, I said to her, she said, you know, anytime we're going into the spine, it's very delicate. And, you know, it could be, you know, it, it uh, you know. 99 out of 100 times it works, you know, but one time, you know, you, maybe you now obviously there's other, you, know, you can feel numbness or uh, you can feel a tingling, so on and so forth. And she goes, and the worst case is then is paralysis. 
And I was like, well, how many times does that happen with you? And she goes, I wouldn't be a doctor anymore. <laughs> she goes, I would quit. I would never. She goes, I don't even know if I'd live. Like, if, oh, if, like, if, that was, if I tried to help somebody and I, yeah. gave the, I paralyzed them, I wouldn't be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very, uh, very That kind. said seven times. Let's <laughs> <That's> answer <laughs> your question. That said a little less than ten. Uh, what, what guy? Stay, he's doing okay. I've been doing this a long time. So, you know, what do you, what do you expect? Yeah, I got to make money. Huh? You got to pay bills. Uh, she was great. The anesthesiologist was great. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> that pain seems to be, uh, they say it takes five days for it to actually kick in. But I think oh, wow. it's um, starting to feel a little Actually better. feeling a little bit better. Yeah. That's good. It doesn't mean that I, I still have to do, you know, physical therapy and all that stuff to. We're cutting up. Long term. Good Lord, our guest is already here? Is that our guest? Uh, that's early, yeah. Could be our guest. Is she a professional? She's a professional. It could be a... Could be a package. Could be a package. Although people. it seems too early for a package, doesn't it? I don't know. You know, someone tried to deliver a package on uh, Saturday at FedEx, and it's an office building. Like, uh, we're not here. But when they ring the thing, it goes to my cell phone. So I'm like, uh, okay, I'll, I can buzz you in and you just leave it at the door. But then the the deadbolt was locked too because it's the weekend. Oh well, there's that FedEx we got. There is. So FedEx, stop trying to deliver to businesses on the weekend. Is my what do we got here to you? It's just an office building. Well, that's not heavy at all. That's here. (laughs) for never not funny. That was that was a little Uh, bit of acting on the part of Garen Cockrell. This is for never not funny. This comes from Atlanta, Georgia. This is hot. Let's go. Bring it up. Atlanta, Atlanta, John. This is legit. The mail just showed up. The mail is here. The mail is here. Mail stealing my thunder and my illnesses. <laughs> you know what? Take your mind off it. Enjoy a package from a from Walking mess. What did you say? Walking mess. Walking mess. <laughs> hey, you know what? We might have a new tour name, the Walking Mess Tour. Oh shit! We might have a late entry. That is. We might have solid. a, and that's solid too. That's really solid. solid. That is solid. Oh, contest over, guys. Jesus Christ! That is number one with a bullet on Walking my Mess Tour 2009. That's come on. That's too good. It's too good, right? <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. Oh, what, if fra- what if it's fragile? Oh, good call. <laughs> Charlie has gotten really into America's Funny Some Videos, and uh, so we're watching it every Sunday now. And yesterday, it was a kid trying to open a package, and he turns it over, and he's shaking it, and then a piggy bank falls out of it oh. and just smashes it. Oh, pieces. no. <laughs> uh, boy, I remember when Oliver went through his uh, right around the same I age. I love it. I love it. I do, too. He cack- I mean, I, I, I love the show on it. Like I, I could watch it whenever, but... Watching him or just experiencing his pure joy is amazing. 100% agree with you. Uh, dear Jimmy, uh, Matt, uh, uh, Jimmy, Matt, Garen, and Elliot, uh, but mostly Jimmy, I mean, come on, look around the room. <laughs> Jimmy, I can't imagine you remember the majority of the people you meet on the road, but I was lucky enough to be partoed at one of your shows in Atlanta. If it helps you remember, I'm a heavily tattooed bearded guy in glasses that is an animator on the TV show Archer. Ooh. Boy, that you that can't. Could, that describes half of our fan base. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Other than the Archer thing, it's also very specific. Yet I don't remember this guy at all. Yeah, as a never not funny listener for the past decade. Now I remember him. <laughs> it was a, an enormous pleasure and honor to have my hero yell at me after the show. You were kind enough to autograph some vinyl for me. And speaking of vinyl, that is why I'm writing today. I run a small record label, and I've been learning how to make lathe embossed vinyl records at home. Hmm, it's an interesting process. But but suffice it to say, I need to put in a lot of practice hours to learn everything I can about creating homemade records. I'm running out of air. (sighs) I'm Brent Vaccaro, man. As practiced the other day, I uh, just let a recent episode of Nerd Not Funny play through my machine, and I cut 
Record after record of just the four of you guys talking. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine what I could possibly do with these records since I don't own the rights to any of the concept on them. So I thought I would just make some quick album art for them and send them to you in the gang. I know how much you love 180 gram vinyl. This isn't that. This is more like, I don't know, 12 gram beats me. This is basically one step above a flexi disc. Anyway, a giant thank you for all the years of audible entertainment you created. You are literally the greatest. This guy gets it. Mm-hmm. Seth Nicholas Johnson, Haunted Birthday Records. I like the name. I love oh. that. Haunted Birthday Records, Seth Nicholas Johnson. I like his name, too. What I don't like is that he's a heavily tattooed bearded guy in glasses. Pass. That look is done. Put some fucking <laughs> long sleeves on and get a razor. If you live in Atlanta, though, I, I, I kind of, if, if you're like in the south, I know Atlanta is, is a city, so it's not like the same as being in the middle of rural Alabama but I do I kind of give people a little more slack because it's like you want to let everybody know hey I'm not a redneck this is my deal I'm, you don't think that's a redneck look all tattoos and a long beard that's easy I'm sorry but if you wear glasses I, in the south don't you get called a pussy <laughs> I, I'm picturing this guy being like a hipster bearded tattoo glasses guy Seth <laughs> yeah Seth I guess the, the part about sorry, being an animator I, I can't hear you I need to <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, don't do that. You haven't watched the latest Doctor Who. You can't pop You can't pop those. We might explode. Is that true? Yeah. Huh? I was being an autistic kid who, where this is my only joy I get in life. <laughs> Jeez. It's harsh, right? <laughs> it seems a little harsh. You mean? I know you're having trouble breathing, but... Yeah. He's, he's, I meant to say asthmatic. He's in distress. <laughs> I meant to say asthmatic kid. He's got to strike out. He's in distress. That's yeah. pretty cool, by the way. Check yeah. this out. This, this, is, this sounds like the way, coolest thing ever. I didn't know you could do this. really cool. Look at that. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Look at that. There's one for each of us here. Go oh, wow. Oh, it's clear vinyl. Look at that. This is... I'm not fucking around That's here. Inti- this I is mean, the greatest. Now we all have to... Is it all the same... I'm going to bet it's not. Sound, same sound clip, or is it four, I would imagine the same four sound different clip. things? We don't have He a, cut record after record of just the four guys talking. Do we have a little player? We don't, huh? Actually, Ryan doesn't in the, in the back there, but it's... It seems like a, a lot of work. Yeah. I like the. Uh, I like that you could print the stuff out. Did I think that the image was on the record? I did. But it looks cool got. either. Like the, that. The fact that that's the sleeve is cool too. Yeah, that's a nice package. This guy gets it. it. Haunted birthday gets it in a way that AST never has. <laughs> like I don't know how he did that either. That's really cool. I know looking. it's really cool, right? The, the insert. But so the, yeah, I feel like we need to. As much as I love this, one of these needs to be auctioned off uh, at Parcastathon, or maybe he could make another one. But I feel like that's something people would love. Don't you Me? think? I do. It's such a cool collectible. That's really cool. Thank you, Seth. Yeah. Thanks, Seth. Oh, so, Jimmy, here. when yep. you were a kid, did you ever either... I know that my grandparents, apparently, when my dad was a kid, they would cut their own records because they either wax or um, or some other material. Do you think I'm as old as your grandparents? <laughs> no, no, no. But, <laughs> that's but, how it sounds like this conversation's going. Well, I don't know where that stopped. I don't know where people... And I don't know what your family... Because your dad was a drummer. My dad was a drummer, yes. So he might have had a, a, a record, a, a one-off record cutter. No, we did not have reason. a record cutter in my house. Okay. We came from we came from poor stock. We just tried to get by like anybody else. All right. Fair enough. But but did, did you ever put the needle on the record? Oh, yeah, I put the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record? Put the needle on the record. Dance. We had a, uh, we had a, uh, a uh, reel-to-reel. Yeah, my dad had that. And that's about as, uh, and there's some uh, video of me singing... Um, uh, spinning Wheel by Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, wow. A small child. Wow. Singing that. That's cool. Wow. What goes up must come down. Spinning Wheel. 
Round and round. Round and round. Boy, I, I wonder, I, I, there's no way the tapes of me as a kid, like I had cassettes that I would, you know, pretend to be a DJ or whatever onto, like everyone did. And uh, it would be crazy to hear that now. I'm sure it would be cr- so cringeworthy. Cringeworthy, right? Just awful. The worst. There is a, a tape of, we, we got together about five years after uh, we had a reunion of Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. And the banter between songs from <laughs> professional comedian Jimmy Pardo <laughs> makes me want to throw myself off a building. Yeah, so you still have that. I have that. Uh, Paul, K. Paul uh, sent the yeah. MP3 version. Oh, right. And um, can we get a sample of what that might have been like? Of what? Of what your what young Jimmy Pardo banter uh, on stage might have been like? It's just I I can't uh, I can't even do it. It's it's like is it and is it worse than it's let's ba- say every other band's banter? No, it's band humor. Like like yeah, that's why I yeah. say professional comedian Jimmy Pardo and also funny guy Jimmy Pardo mm-hmm. <laughs> at that time just funny guy and right. But just somehow uh, being around in the instruments, I, I sunk down to musician humor. It just it's painfully horrible. Is is it possible that having seen? Because I assume at that point you're in a band, you'd seen live shows of bands that were your favorite bands. By the way, at this point I'm 20. Okay, so so is it possible that you're like that's how it's done? Like you're doing an impression of other oh. band banter. I kind of think I thought I was better than that, yeah. and, <laughs> and was trying to not do that. Right. But just like really, just fuck horrible. But like. That's another podcast then that 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 just sending one person that MP3. Oh no, that will never see the light of day. That that's like my tonight show. That that is we we bury that. Yeah. Uh as as Paul points out the uh, we the, the recording uh, wherever the the again this is 1980 something the mm-hmm. uh uh wherever whatever was recorded whatever device was recording this band thing was too close to his amp mm-hmm. oh. so all you really hear is a lot a lot of guitar mm-hmm. and everything else has got a muffled uh-huh. so it's not even you know and then uh, and then but you, boy you can hear me crystal clearly being painfully unfunny <laughs> the banter was came through loud <laughs> comes off, there's no worries about that <laughs> like let me walk over to this recorder so i can <laughs> preserve this one make sure that everybody gets to hear this nonsense uh, but we used to do the same thing that uh, you got not. We wouldn't play DJ. We uh, we would play Stratomatic baseball. My stepbrother Scott and I, uh-huh. and do play by play. Oh yeah, and uh, record that, and then listen back, and then you'd listen back for about three minutes and go, "I just did this." Yeah, I don't want to listen. To this. <laughs> don't need to rehear me just do yeah. this. I'm not sure I ever listened to the stuff I record. I just would record it, and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was fun doing it. Uh-huh. It was fun. Uh, the 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 big joke that uh, we still bring it up at family functions is. Uh, Scott, my stepbrother, misspoke and said uh, instead of pulled a hamstring, pulled a hamster. <laughs> and uh, well, Bannister's out. He's pulled a hamster, and we, you know, we laughed like that is fantastic, like idiots, yeah. just yeah. laughed like idiots. Yeah. And to this day, I mean, and I'm going back to the '70s for that. By the way, that sounds like something Jimmy Pardo would say. Like you would say that to like mean like um, you're using hamster as a nickname for hamstring, right? Like you're you're just sure. ridiculously shortening it. Got a little hamster. Got yeah. a little hamster situation. Yeah, Bannister's out, torn hamster. When I was a kid, the thing that I did with a recording thing is I took a roll of tape. I realized that if you if you pull the tape out, it sounds like an, uh, a jet aircraft taking off when you record it onto your onto your cassette tape. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And I like and so I started trying to do like Foley type things because like, oh, that's cool. When'll this work? And yeah. the other things worked. But yeah, isn't it funny how we do that stuff? I I saw a guy at the uh, circus or a carnival. He had a you know he was a knife thrower or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I had a box cutter, not a box cutter. I guess it was an old style box cutter, not the slidey kind. Mm. Where then I decided that uh, that's going to be my thing. I'm going to be a guy that. Uh, <laughs> so I would juggle this what? this knife. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, how old were you? Twelve. What the fuck? Why, why yeah. does a twelve year old have a box cutter? 
Well, you know, like for my my dad's uh, tools. Oh, okay. yeah, that sort of stuff. So sure, I, sure. you know, so you're like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the guy who juggles. I'm nuts. gonna learn that. I'm gonna learn how to do it. So you know, it, it would be that you'd spin it around, it would spin, then you'd catch it with the handle, and you know, like, and you never hurt yourself. Never. That is crazy. With, with, the, with the blade out. I never. Well, no, it wasn't. Again, it wasn't a box. It was like a, a was, the old style box cutter where it was like a wooden handle with then. Yeah. You know the the like blade. A, oh, oh, you know, oh, a oh. knife basically. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But it had like a little hook at the end, like a like a uh, swashbucklers. Yeah. Saber. That is gotcha. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I could see doing it, but uh, I could also see injuring yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I didn't injure myself. <laughs> crazy. But, uh, probably because I wasn't good at it. You mean you just never caught it? At I either all? never, I either caught it or didn't catch it. I, right. That would be the two, I guess, options. But the third thing is catching the blade. <laughs> yeah, that never happened. That's uh, you're very lucky. Uh, I used to try the that thing where you do oh this. brother the thing from Alien. Yeah. What's that uh, called? Uh, Rochambeau or five uh, fingers? Oh, Rochambeau! That's where you kick someone else in the balls. Uh, what Rochambeau. is that? But there's some Rochambeau other name. Rochambeau is rock paper scissors. No, I thought yeah, this, yeah. I thought this was called Rochambeau as well. There's a there's a, a name Maybe. like that for that where you, I, yeah. you you hold your hand on the table and you stab between the fingers. Would you now? Let me ask you a question. Would you today? Somebody comes in here and goes, "I want to do." You put your hand out there. No. I'll pay you a thousand dollars. You uh, let me do it for five minutes. Five minutes seems that's like a, long, no. that's a huge amount of time. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know who this person is. If they come in and say, "I am a professional knife <clears throat> th- person," whatever that is, I wouldn't do it. Would you even do it with a pen? Somebody does that with a. I think that's how I used to do it. I don't think I actually used a, a knife. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all did it after seeing Alien. Like you had to yeah. try it. Remember that scene? Is it Lance Henriksen? Or he's a like I don't know. Oh, fuck! See, I just did. I couldn't even do it now. <laughs> but he's but he's an android. So yeah, so th- that's the thing. It. He's perfect at it, and he goes super fast, and it's crazy. I don't have enough of a span here. I'm not happy with my well, span. S- spread your fingers. It out. is dick fuck. That's as far as you go. Yes. Well, I'm looking at it at a weird angle. It looks like it was called knife game, pin finger, nerve, bishop, stab scotch, stabber scotch, five finger fillet, ah, ah, or stab between the fingers game. <laughs> Really? Oh, the very creative stab between the fingers again? <laughs> hey, speaking of names, what we settle on? Walking mess? That's what we settle on, right? Garen, will yeah. you text that to me, please? Yeah, walking mess. So I don't forget that? Or walking mess. Depends ha! on. Ha! Motherfuck! Even that thing hurts? Imagine! Well, because it's grabbing the... Let me, let me try it. All right, but do I have, f- I have more room somehow. So wait, you were just going here, 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 here. Oh, I just got myself. Ow! Just yeah. got myself again. <laughs> See, it's not... <laughs> Pretty good. That's, ah, I, I just did it every time in a row. I literally hit every finger that time. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you were trying to hit your fingers. That's yeah, how bad that was. <laughs> it's horrible. This is the worst. Garrett, put I, your head over here. So let me try doing it to you. I was so distressed by that that I managed to have the exact wrong camera looking in the exact oh, wrong place. Here, I'll I didn't do it catch again. Any of it. You can do it again. I'll do it again. All right, hold on. All right, hang on. But I like that because that doesn't hurt that much. This is fun. this is not a big deal. All right, can you? Is this good? But it's also yeah. you know it's not as thin as a knife either. So right. it's like you. Oh, that's true. It, yeah, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even make it one hand. <laughs> when you when you pinch the edge, that's the word. The, I, right. Oh, I got I to lean forward again. Right. Here we go. That's pretty good. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrett, get on. Oh boy. All right, I'm gonna do it to Garrett. That seems. I'm not gonna do it to Garrett. I, I'm not gonna. Don't do it. Don't do it. Are you trying to do it, Garrett? Darren, you Garen, you do it to yourself. No, no. Oh yeah. Oh, that's you, yes. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wait. <laughs> 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 Wait, why is he? He's doing a weird pattern. He's well, he's doing. He's going like this. That's why it's called stab scotch. Is because you've got a. You're, that's what you're supposed to do. You're, yeah, you're supposed to go one, and then two, and then three, and then. But he was doing it where he he left ah! over two fingers. 
Uh, well, I was trying not to stab myself. I also realized I was right in front of the camera that whole time. No, 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 that's no, no he, he's got. Oh, okay. he, he, I was he, using Jimmy's camera for that. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, I was covering the the action. Okay, very good. I'd like to hear it that way. Hang on, guys. I did pretty good though. Now that now I think listen. about it. <laughs> yeah, you only said "ow" like ten times. I'm gonna change that. What if I? I what if you went with the with my old match game days? Okay, I could have uh, made this into a microphone. Yeah, put a lav at the end of that. Yeah, yeah remember I made. Uh, remember the first. Uh, I did make the uh, uh, match game. You just made it. You like took a tube and I, I took a tube. I took a tube. I uh, cut it and then put a lav at the end. That was the first one, and then eventually I ended up getting a. Uh, like, did you have that podium one? Legs. Yeah. What did it? You had that one. I did it right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was great. I don't remember the homemade. Yeah, there was a homemade one for a little while. Hmm. Are we are we not going to talk about uh, Garen's ever changing hair color? Uh, what about uh, Garen's ever changing mood? <laughs> what happened to his mood? No, that's a song by uh, Style Council. Yeah. My, oh. my ever changing mood. It is always changing, though. In fairness, everyone's. I cannot sure. stress enough how I'm having an allergy attack. I, I, I can hear you yeah. not being thought, able to breathe. I can't deep. breathe. Yeah. My what chest do do? is congested. Can we get something from Seven Eleven that would help? No, I just took Primatine Mist, but oh, okay. uh, but I, I don't have my rescue inhaler. Yeah. So I I, I just took Primatine Mist tablets uh-huh. that hopefully will uh, settle me down. Okay. Uh, do I wish I had a, a rescue inhaler? Yes. Because mm, that would instantly. Yeah. Am, make am it I better. worried that you're going to? pass out and fall over because you're not breathing all deeply enough. That's not going to happen. All right. That's not going to happen. Fair if enough. for some reason that does happen, who would you like to give you the breath of life in this room? <laughs> that is a tough question. I think you've got the best experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would not crack under the pressure of putting your you. mouth on another man's mouth. <laughs> has, has any, have any of you taken like uh, the emergency training recently? No. Because I read a thing which says that uh, if somebody passes out that you don't do the mouth-to-mouth anymore, that you're not supposed to do that. What do you do? You just do the... Uh, if, Finger uh, in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just asking. <laughs> we got to cover all the bases. Sounds like we took the same class. <laughs> well, you get, it's, you're, you're trying to get their temperature, but if you don't have a thermometer... Burr. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say thermostat, and I changed it up. But no, I was reading a thing, because uh, I was I was looking up emergency procedures for something else, and, and it, it said don't give... It's no longer recommended to give mouth to mouth. Just do compression if somebody oh, okay. uh, is is passed out and their heart isn't going. Maybe mm. it's just for a heart. Maybe it's just for a heart attack. I kind of always thought that the mouth to mouth. I always associate that because you learn it when you're doing swim classes. I always associate that with drowning. Sure. Uh, I, obviously, if someone's not breathing in a non-water situation, you also probably w- would eventually want to give mouth-to-mouth. You would, to mouth, you would but, think that that's the thing, but that's I think that's... But, that's, like, but getting the heart going is the main thing. Right. And so maybe, maybe the mouth-to-mouth works, but yeah. the heart is more important. I, I don't know what... I didn't read more to find out what the logic um, was. According... This is since 2008... Uh, you can skip the mouth-to-mouth by breathing and just press on the chest to save a life. And a major change, the American Heart Association said Monday that hands-only CPR, rapid deep presses on the victim's chest until help arrives, works just as well as standard CPR for sudden cardiac arrest in adults. So that's just if somebody's heart is stopped. And so what, what, you, what do you do for... What do you, I forget. Well, you would just do it now. But no, no, I mean, like, like what is, what, I forget the pattern. Like, there's, like, you're supposed to do it, like, eight times and then wait ten seconds and then do it again. Is, there's a song. Well, staying you, alive is the easiest one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Stay alive. Stay alive. 
That's good to know. Stand alive. What do you do with that part? <laughs> what do I do? I, mean, I belt it out. <laughs> yeah. I belt it out. Everybody know that I'm dead, that I'm the hero. Yeah. You, don't, you don't sing it into their mouth. I, no, you just told me I don't do that anymore. Oh, but so you the old days I used to sing it to their mouth. Right. Now it right I, down I the belt throat. it out. I want everybody to yell "Pollo Loco" to know that I'm a hero. <laughs> Think about the, <laughs> the acoustics of singing that into someone's mouth would be great. Oh, it'd be wonderful. It's like imagine two voices. singing into Freddie Mercury's mouth. Oh man, like got those extra teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You still have not seen that movie. No, I, I, my mom, of all people, texted me and was like, have you seen this? It's great. I was like, really? My, my mom doesn't it's give a It's a very sh- good movie. She doesn't give a shit about Queen, though. That's, I was surprised she went to see it. It's bizarre. That is surprising. And we haven't talked about it because I saw it. You finally saw it. Yeah. What'd you think? I enjoyed it a lot. I feel like there's... I, I feel like there's <gasps> stuff in between the scenes that I wanted to see. Well, there, it, there's also, like I said, it's a very flawed movie. Like, yeah. There's a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wanted to know. I wanted more. I guess. Yeah, like so a lot of what you like, saw was not true. Would you oh, say well, you want it all? I want it all. That's not Queen. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. I uh, want it all. Joke stands. <laughs> I want it all, and I want it. That's one of my favorite Queen songs. Really? Yeah. What album is that on? Want to say the miracle? I was just listening to. I, I'm guessing when I say the miracle. What's the What's the Look album? Up Look up. I want it all by Queen. Day at the Races. Is that the one that starts with We Are the Chan- or the, with We Will Rock You? No, that's uh, News of the World. News of the World. I was listening to that one over the weekend. Good. I've never really listened to the deep cuts. There's some interesting, miracle, cool, cool songs on on the on that album that are not what you expect. Like they're, they're kind of all over. The, like there's some more punk sounding stuff and just like I liked it. Yeah, it we're cool. we're Queen. That's what we do. We're always changing. I guess. Uh, yeah, like right, I said, I really go, only knew the hits. Let's go greet our guest. This is Casey's first time on the program. Introduce yourself. Apologize for your hair. <laughs> Explain that you're Mr. Bardo's assistant. You're going through a crisis. <laughs> Why you change your hair on a regular basis? Is it is it blue or gray? What is it on top? But then there's a little was, bit oh, of yellow. Oh, it's not blue. It's still like weird yellow. Yeah. No, no, but there's yellow on the sides, but then there's another color on top. That's what I want to ask. No, on about. top of it is white. It, it's still that white. No, but it was bleach. I think he did something on top of the bleach. I think no. I think there's something here. I think that that's what the new addition is right in this area. Oh, you I, think so? All right, we're gonna ask. Oh, him. here's Casey Saint Now she's walked in. She has the hair Garen wishes he had. <laughs> <laughs> no, Garen, we're, we're yeah, you're right, Matt. There is uh, there is some. Uh, did you throw some color up on top there, uh, Garen? Little toners in there. There is toner it's a up little there. Little bit of a silvery sheen. Mm-hmm. I like okay, it. so silver is the color that you. Uh, is that what it's called on the bottle? I don't know. If I forgot what it was called. Silvery Sheen, by the way, is uh, that's Martin's third kid, isn't it? Yeah. Anybody happy with that joke? Is I anybody, he, is anybody was, happy with that He was that lost joke? in the fires, Jimmy. I'm sorry to be Jesus the one to Christ. report wow. this. Martin and his wife have been found, and they want... But Silver. Don't let tra- We've lost Silver? We've lost Silver Sheen. Uh, is that the pleasure fire? <laughs> oh, God. It's over the pleasure. Over the pleasure? Yeah. Somebody pointed out, in, uh, what's his name? Is it David Dale or Daniel Dale, the guy, the reporter from Canada that uh, fact checks Trump's nonsense? Oh, I don't know. He points out that his favorite part of Trump is when Trump will never wait. And he's stating that, but that he'll never admit that he's wrong. And he just, uh, you know, corrects himself. Like yeah. he kind of back justifies. He's like an improviser. He'll go pleasure or, par- or paradise. Yeah. Well, no, it's not, <laughs> like, it's not like, a choice. Not in either you're, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then somebody pointed out and he still he goes, my favorite Trump thing of all time is when he called the guy by the wrong name, then made up a story to justify his being. <laughs> yeah. CJ or uh, DJ. He said he goes by both. He's happy with both. No, he did not. <laughs> Why would he ever true. say I'm CJ, yeah. but I'm cool if you call me DJ. That's it would true. never happen. Yeah, it is. It, you're right, Elliot. He's like an improviser. 
Twitter who's yeah. just trying to roll with everything. He's a yes and guy. He is a yes, yes and. But he only yes ends himself. That's true. Of course. Oh, he will. Yeah, he will no but the rest of the room <laughs> yes, until the every, cows come uh, home. Every success is his. Every failure is in spite of him. It's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, uh, uh, listen, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give him one more year. <laughs> then I'm going to pull the plug on this guy. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. Casey, I'm having an asthma attack. You all right? And I don't know if I am. I, uh, I don't know. And, and uh, should I probably go uh, to see my uh, allergist instead of uh, talking here on the microphone? Probably. I'm choosing to uh, see this through, though, and hope to God that I don't die. We're going to be okay. Fingers are crossed, says Casey. <laughs> that, that's what, so you, like, uh, there's no inhaler. There's no over-the-counter inhaler that would help you? They don't sell that anymore. Yeah. They used to sell a primatine mist, but yeah. now that you have to buy the pills... But I'm wondering if I should have Garen call over to the uh, allergist, or mm-hmm. maybe I just do that in the break, mm-hmm. and see if they can't uh, prescribe one immediately, and then I, uh, hmm. in, uh, in the other break, uh, run up to the uh, Rite Aid and get it. You think they would have one? Because your your allergist is right down the street, right? Yeah, there's also a chance they might ha- they they could they might have, have one that they could just you could just run over there and get it, like a yeah. sample. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Do they make samples? They may also say, we need you to come in here. And because usually when you have a reaction, they want you to stay there for like a half hour. So it would be a major stop down. But we would need. Well, we don't want to do that. No, God forbid. God forbid we (laughs) stop the floor of this program. I mean, the flow is everything. Did did, did you notice how how I was going down the the human being road and decided, no, this should be comedy? Did you hear hear that transition? (laughs) I don't think anybody heard it. (laughs) Okay, well, there was. No, it sounded like you went right to comedy. Uh, All right, Casey St. Ange is here. Casey, am I saying any of those words right? Yeah. Because, you know, in print, that could be a number of things. I, I, I've never heard Casey's voice until this very moment. I only know her uh, via I? Twitter and, and uh, messaging. Right. Messaging? Messaging? Mm-hmm. Messaging? Messaging. Messaging. Messaging? <laughs> Massaging? But I knew what you meant. Yes, because I'm uh, you're, not, you're bright and I'm uh, I'm dying in front of you. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm worried. Are you going to be okay? I don't know the answer to that. I don't want to be the guy that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lady. Well. Oh, what? Something's up? Something's up? Killing you is the important part. Oh, that's the... That's what I don't want to do. We're going to be okay. I don't know. I think we'll be fine. How long is it supposed to take those pills to kick in? You took it 26 minutes ago, I think. Is that when I took them? Or 28 minutes ago. Well, they should be kicking in then soon. If not... You know what it is? It's like like, uh, when I had the banana on the plane. My throat's closing Mm -hmm. up. My lungs are closing up. I'm not doing well. This is not good. All right. Well, why don't we... uh... So certainly... Keep talking. <laughs> well, you're a professional. Show must go sh- on. I got a show. Show must go on. Name the band. <laughs> Sticks. No. I took a shot in the dark. Kiss? No. You I should feel know like that. I just saw this. Oh, did you? Dumb I don't fuck? know where I saw it. Is it bro? Queen? Yes. <laughs> and they play it at the. Uh, uh, well, not the end credits. It has a different song. It's got the. Um, that other one that uh, nobody knew was a Queen song until uh, three weeks ago. Which one? You're can't my pull, best friend. Can't pull the name. <laughs> we will rock you. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> no, I, but, uh, damn it. Hang on. Hang on a second. Casey St. Notches. Or Casey is the showrunner over there at the Busy Phillips program. But she's in our circle. We know Casey. We all we have a gazillion mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gazillion. It's, and it's stupid that we're finally meeting. It's taken this long for us to meet. But you live in New York, don't you? Well, not right now. Well, no, you're here for the program. Yes, but um, I live in Connecticut normally. Oh. oh. Where in Connecticut? Westport, Connecticut. Hmm, yeah. That's where my, my sister, or her now husband, used to live there. Now they live in Norwalk. Oh, oh I like Norwalk. Yeah. Oh, what's this character? <laughs> <laughs> what's this no, I like Norwalk. It's, it's, it's cool. a beautiful town. It's nice, yeah. 
All right, Hank, what was I looking think, up? Uh, oh. You were looking up the song that... Thank you. Oh, is it Don't Stop Me Now? Yes, that's it. Thank Stop. you. Oh, I knew that was a Queen song. You did? Yeah. A lot of people did not. Do you know it? Don't know it. I play a little bit of it, Garen. Like I said, I don't know the deep cuts. It's not that deep. Don't Stop it's Me Now. deep for me. <laughs> You'll know it as soon as you hear it. It's just going to take me a second to get it out. Don't stop, don't stop me now. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. Have Jimmy, you're having trouble breathing. Just sit this one out. <laughs> That's me on piano, by the way. Oh, beautiful. This is me karaoke. Wow, you have really clear tones. Thank you. I, I always just sit up playing my own instrument. Well, that's not karaoke then. You're just performing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yes, you're right. I take over the karaoke stage. Oh, yeah, I know this part. Yeah. How great is this fucking song? How could you ever hear this song and not know it's Queen? It's unmistakable. Is it good for an ice skating program? Pardon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you pick it up now. This is when you're doing your, your twirly whirly. Yes! You do the speed run. I like the, the part of the, the ice skating thing is I love when they go as fast as they can all the way from one end to the other. Yeah. That's funny that you have to, I guess you have to do that or something. Is twirly whirlies a technical term? <laughs> that's right. Matt, Matt watches the Olympics. The twirly yeah. whirlies, yeah. Yeah. I don't know like that. That's better than, the, that's any worse than sow cow. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like where does that come from? You ever do a yeah. triple sow cow? No, I've never, I've been on ice skates twice. So. You ever have a black cow? Remember that root bear with a vanilla? Mm, that sounds good. Mm, that's sounds a delicious good. float. A black cow, they would call mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. It's like a root beer float, but uh, obviously that, there's one different ingredient that they changed it to a black cow. Probably offensive in 2018. I was going to say, it's a little problematic. Is it? I don't know. I don't know what it means. Who are you offending? The bovines? Yep. <laughs> the black ones. They know their place. Back of the barn. <laughs> wow. Back of the barn, bovine. Oh, God. Let's go. This, again, I need to remind the audience, this guy is having trouble getting oxygen to his brain. <laughs> How, how are the pills? Are they working? I don't know if they are, Casey. We're gonna, uh, but we're gonna get through it. We're gonna, we're gonna do a show. You're taking. This is the only Monday you have available because of your busy, busy Phillips schedule. <laughs> I watched the program last night. You did. I watched the one with. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get her name wrong. Lauren Graham. No, Hamilton. Fit model. Maybe that's not the last name. Hamilton, the model. Her last name. Tess Holiday. That's it. <laughs> Tess Holiday. And when I say I watched it, Casey, in fairness, I watched up until the second commercial break. <laughs> Sounds like I'm putting it down. I'm not. It's very, it's very entertaining. And, think, and Busy's uh, terrific. Yeah, I mean, I think I get that. They go. They, they, busy brings her staff out, and they uh, they get properly fitted for brasiers. Mm-hmm. And because um, it's a big deal, women eighty yeah. percent of women walk around their entire lives wearing the wrong size bra. Wow. I don't know if you knew that, but it's because it's so irritating slash nervous making slash whatever inconvenient to go get fitted for a bra that you'd rather just walk around with like being uncomfortable why is it uh, let me, uh, now listen uh, now this is uh, i don't understand this because again i turned this program off immediately <laughs> um why is it un- and i have a wife i could have just asked her i guess sure. uh we're currently not talking um <laughs> why why is it uncomfortable to go and uh and be properly fitted or why uh, going to a victoria's secret and trying on various brassieres to find the right size. Why is that uncomfortable for you ladies? Well, I think like you can try them on and take a guess at it, and but you're often wrong. I think it's uncomfortable in the same way that it's like not super fun to go to the doctor. Like it's intimate and a stranger is like, 
touching you slash like sizing you up. It's super weird. It's mm -hmm. like a weird thing. So we wanted to do this piece where we're like, hey, let's cheer each other on while we go buy bras and it'll be super fun. There's this like legendary bra shop in Los Angeles. Um, where they the women are so good at it that they just look at you and they don't even have to touch you or touch you with a tape measure or anything and tell you you know what's happening with you and your bra. So we were we were like yeah let's go try it it'll be super fun and it was super fun and all the women that went had a really good time and felt really empowered. But then it was like you know like two guys work with us and they were like we like it was funny and then I started to enjoy their reaction to yeah. watching it mm -hmm. the various edits of it and I was like is it because you know these women and they're in their bras it is just you... women in their bras yeah mm -hmm. so you know so that was like a little funny and then i was like then i was like well am i be like i'm just enjoying how uncomfortable my friends are so now that's what's funny to me <laughs> right, and so right. it was like it was a good experiment to try to put it on television and see like will will these people in the audience and will people at home see what we originally saw in it and um and it was so cute because one of our researchers um, took pictures of all the guys on the crew and you know TV crew guys like older guys and just like pe like dying laughing like cameramen dying laughing our lighting director had his head down on his table and <laughs> so we were like oh okay 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 yeah we, we were right it initially worked. like it worked and, yeah, yeah. and it played and, and that was good but we were also trying to like say a little thing like you know it's weird to go buy a bra and mm -hmm. you wouldn't think about it, but it's like a thing that we wear every day and you know, it's, it's fucking irritating. Okay. I don't care for the language, but, uh, <laughs> but I, get, I get your point. Pardon I guess it would be the same if we had, if we still, if men still wore jock straps. I was thinking that because, because a jock strap isn't a full pair of underwear. So you're, you're, your butt's hanging out and if somebody had to fit you for that yeah. if somebody had to come up and like measure the distance between your thighs in order to put the straps on correctly or something and then ma manipulate your yeah. testicles Sounds I would horrible. not I would I wouldn't do it well I got I got news for you I'm back in <laughs> I was out a second ago now that I know there's manipulation involved I, I smell a new business and opportunity if, <laughs> and if I may Elliot your, your handywork over there looked like it was pretty on point <laughs> and, and you know I don't use the phrase on point so nope, you know man. I mean business here my dad used to always wear a jock strap. Like we'd go play racquetball or whatever. He would always like he would change into the jock strap and mm -hmm. the shorts and so, so on. And I assume once you got older, like when I was a kid, like well, you get to a certain age and you need to wear a jock strap. Yes, then that kind of just went away. Thank God. Because well, right? they introduced those like uh, sort of lycra boxer briefs. That. If you were to, you would if you were to go play racquetball tomorrow, you would just show up in a pair of shorts True. and your underpants. Mm. Although is racquetball one of the things where you should maybe wear a cup because if that ball comes right at you. I don't know. I mean that that and that is the main the main function of the jock strap is to provide it's to hold the cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the main function is to keep you tight. Well, let me put it this way. If you're going to have a cup, you have to have a jock strap. A supporter. Well, now they make like I said, they make boxer oh. briefs with Pocket the shorts. yeah, that have oh. the huh. built-in so you don't have to have your ass hanging out like you pointed out, which is <laughs> terrible. When I was a kid, when I saw, I was like in junior high school, they suggested that we wear those. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm not. No, that's not happening. I don't even understand how that works. I don't. Yeah. And I, that, I, that's also a dance belt is similar to that, right? Dance belt is very similar to that, although it's got a wider um, uh, belt area, waist yeah. area. Waist What's waist. a dance belt? Kind of a it's same a, thing. It's, it's a, a jock it's strap like, for dancers. Yeah, it's like dancey spanks to keep okay. everything from flapping around. Yeah, okay. it keeps you, yeah. keeps you tight down there. Now I should you know this because I'm not well endowed. 
I don't need any of that stuff. <laughs> we, we don't have. We never have the worry of me <laughs> flopping around. It, right. It's it's all tight and close on a regular basis. <laughs> we don't. If, if anything, let's uh, let's uh, let's put a jock strap on to it. Uh, so add some. Add a little something. Some Give me a cup. Give me a bulk. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Casey's in on just here. There's a conversation for another day. Is it? Seems like we're fully immersed. I think we've had the full conversation. It seems like the conversation's over. Uh, All right, here's what's going to happen in the break. I'm going to try to find an allergy uh, Zyrtec or something like that. Going to take that. Yeah. If not, I'm going to send Garen over to the Baja, and he can get me one. 7-Eleven. You think that'll knock it? Take another deep breath right now. Okay. I'm breathing better. It sounds I, a little better. I am breathing better, but I'm still having the, my throat is closed. And yeah. uh, so a Zyrtec will help with that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, I'll take an allergy uh, relief medicine. and uh, But we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay, guys. Mm-hmm. This is like 9-12. Remember, we had 9-11 was horrible. 9-12, we still weren't feeling great. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Okay. This is 9-12. Okay. This is us. We hear you. Soon the world will hear you. Hey, here's some exciting news. We are selling all the tour posters that we had made for our 2018 tour, Never Not Funny Live in 2018. We have all those posters now available at Podswag. So if you went to a live show and you didn't get a chance to get a poster, or maybe you didn't get a chance to see us in 2018, and you'd like to get one of our cool tour posters, head on over to podswag.com slash never not funny. That's where you will find the posters for Bloomington, Indiana, the Comedy Attic, Chicago, that's Zany's, Brooklyn, the Bell House, Minneapolis, Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. We were there. That was exciting. And then our, our most recent tour, we made one poster for Boston, Washington, D.C., and Virginia Beach. Uh, that's a very cool poster, too. Check them all out. You can see all of them on podswag.com slash nevernotfunny, and you can purchase one. There's even uh, We even signed them all. So Jimmy and I signed all those posters. Uh, makes a great holiday present. If you're looking for something for the Never Not Funny fan in your life, go to podswag.com slash nevernotfunny. Now, listen, Matt, we've been talking about movement watches for a while now. I like the movement movement. I like the movement movement. I like the movement movement. Movement. Watch. Now, these guys are found in the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Movement watches are about looking good while keeping it simple, baby. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blown your wrist up or texts. Wait, what? <laughs> what did I? Boy, that's me cold reading and not knowing a single they, word I was reading. They're saying that like these smart watches, they blow your wrist up with texts. Like, oh, I see. Constantly sending you notifications. And uh, telling you how many steps you've taken. That, that's mm-hmm. not. There's a timepiece. It's a, a classic old school. You're like, hey, I'm in the Rat Pack. Look at me. I'm, I'm hip. Timepiece. Yeah, if you want to dress up, like, look, I, I'll be honest, I have an Apple Watch, but if I'm dressing up for a night out, uh, you might want to put on a nicer looking watch than uh, this uh, this piece of tech that's uh, now ruling my life. So maybe I maybe I go with the, the movement. I put my I put on a dresser watch. Hi, oh, hi, I'm Foster Brooks. You're getting a little <laughs> emotional. I'm getting drunk. Oh. Uh, yeah, when I wear a suit or something like that. Right. The Apple Watch doesn't cut it. No, you got to put on a nice looking timepiece. Yeah, you put on a timepiece and take a look. Oh, time to go. Mm-hmm. That's what I, what I do at every function. <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh, look. Oh, see it on my watch? You, you yeah. know what time it is? Time to go. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to be there. That's right. Uh, movement watches start at just 95 bucks. Now, it's perfect for the holidays. They're right around the corner, of course. Christmas. Hanukkah. Meanwhile, you're looking at 400 bucks for the same quality from a traditional brand. It's no wonder Movement has sold over 1.5 million watches in over 160 countries. What? Yeah, it's a a lot of countries. A lot of watches. If you need help giving the perfect gift this season, don't know where to start. The guys over at Movement got your back. Movement, by the way, is MVMT. That's right. They did all the hard work by curating their favorite styles into awesome gift boxes and packages. 
so that you won't have to. Hmm. And now, right now, you can get 15% off today and get free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash never. That is mvmt.com slash never. They're launching new styles all the time on their site. So go back, visit it from time to time, see if there's something that catches your eye. Movement.com slash never is the way to get 15% off today. Free shipping, free returns. I have joined the movement. Matt has joined the movement. Elliot recently joined the movement. Garen recently joined the movement. I'm asking you to join the movement. Movement. A better way to tell time. Hey, just last week, we uh, we uh, passed around some vinyl. Garen gave us some vinyl as gifts. Yeah. And we talked about listening to them on the exclusive, the official turntable of Never Not Funny, which is the U-Turn. Yep. Well, U-Turn, once again, is a uh, independent American turntable company with a vision to make great vinyl listening easier and more affordable. I love it. I cannot. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about this. I mm-hmm. cannot talk enough about my Orbit turntable from U-Turn. Well, you're loving music again. You're, you're damn right I am. Even just today, I didn't have a lot of time to uh, to sit at my desk and do some business. I, in fact, I uh, ran out of time because I spent too much time going, what record do I want to listen to <laughs> on my beautiful U-Turn turntable? Yeah. It does make me want to listen to it again. Yeah. I enjoy opening up my du- that, that little dust cover. I put it on. I start it up. Here we go. Music. The warmth of vinyl. Courtesy of my U-turn turntable. You know what they say about music. What's that? It makes the people come together. It's got an external belt drive, isolated motor that keeps noise out of your music, as well as frictionless bearings. Bearings? Bearings? Boy, that's a Chicago accent. Trouble. Bearings. Bearings. Well, like a bear and then ING. Yeah, bearings. Yes. They ensure dead-on speed accuracy. No question that these turntables deliver a high level of performance. They're totally customizable. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of configurations available. They are stupidly simple to use. Listen, you pull this thing out of the box. You're, first of all, you're going to love it. You're going to love the way that it's packaged. It's packaged beautifully. Mm-hmm. You're going to unpack it, right? You're going to put it on a, a, a level surface. <laughs> and you're going to listen. Sure. Do it. Maybe it's a table. Maybe it's a credenza. Oh. I think Numbnuts, Garen's got it on his floor oh. like some sort of an animal. Well, then he can't dance around, can he? No. He's an idiot. But I'll tell you what, he showed, He sent me a text uh, picture of his turntable. Look, it looked beautiful. Nice. He's got the blue. He's got the blue platter. Yeah. I've got kind of a uh, what? What is it? April or April? That's not even a wood. <laughs> uh, maple. Maple. It could be a maple. Is that a light color? No, maple's dark. Yeah, it's maple's dark. a little dark. What's a light? What's a light? Birch. Birch cedar. It could be. It could be cedar. Ah, darn it! I probably should know more about my turntable. Anyway. That's what color I have. Mm-hmm. He's got the blue. They've also got like a lime green. They got a red. They got a black. They all look great. Yeah. They all pop. There's a two-year warranty. You know it doesn't pop. The record when you put the needle on it. No, not my. my that's because it's weighted properly. Yeah. U-Turn is offering listeners free shipping right now. It is offering Never Not Funny listeners free shipping right now. That's in the U.S. Go to U-TurnAudio.com and use the code PARDO at checkout to get that free shipping. That is U-Turn. U. T-U-R-N-A-U-D-I-O dot com and use the code PARDO to get that free U.S. shipping. U-Turn Audio Turntables. I can't talk enough about it. Garen loves his. U-Turn Audio Turntables. U-Turn. The official turntable of Never Not Funny. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, episode 2315. Casey Zanange is with us. Uh, she is the showrunner. Is that what we're calling a showrunner? Head writer? What are we? Uh, is it all of it? Yeah, I'm a writer on the show. I'm the showrunner. I'm one of the Many executive producers, along with Tina Fey, Busy Phillips, David Miner, and Eric Gurian. Okay, I don't know those two men, but the uh, every lady in there. I you don't know. know David Miner? I don't. Do I know David Miner? I feel like you I've might. I've seen the name in credits. You might I know him. Recognize that name. He's kind of a. 
BD, big deal <laughs> to me. I don't know him. I don't know David Miner. I know this Tina Fey you spoke of. Tina Fey, yeah, yeah. She's kind of a big Does she deal show too. up over there and give you guys notes and you tell her to mind your business? No. Go, go back to Netflix? No, she does text a lot, though. Uh, she does show up. But she's based in New York. But um, yeah, she texts a lot and emails a lot. And uh, she's super cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, not to be all weird or whatever. I try not to be weird, but it's weird to have, like, Tina Fey Bay, like, hey, can I tell you some ideas? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> have good so. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So she's very cool. Casey gives a very Laura House vibe to her. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Have you heard that before? No. Kind of the way you're, 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 you're intonated, very Laura Housey. Oh, all right. Mm. Laura is a brilliantly funny comedian. Mm-hmm. I, I like say comedian to be insulting to uh, female <laughs> comedians. <laughs> you know, like the great. You know, when when the great uh, Toadie Fields and I had lunch. <laughs> Toadie, uh, I love her. You do, right? Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know you. You're obviously younger than I am, but uh, my generation, like uh, Toadie Fields, was a female comedian we enjoyed. I've never seen but her. She, but you're you guys don't know who she is at all. Like nope. she just was. Mainly, like if you watched Mike Douglas, you knew who mm-hmm. Tony Fields right. was, and then otherwise, mm. no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I started out with like, you know, old school. Like I started out working for David Letterman, and so everyone who was his hero was super old school. Johnny Carson, you know. So I spent a great deal of time like catching up. I wanted to catch up. Mm-hmm. What did you do at David Letterman's program? I was his assistant. You were. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned how to write and started writing. Very, you know, 22 years old, first job out of college. So, yeah. And that was at late night? Um, my or late fr- show? My first job was to pack his office up at NBC and move his things over wow. to the Ed Sullivan Theater at CBS. So you were his personal assistant? One of them, yes. All right. And so you, you and Morty would uh, butt heads. <laughs> Morty would come in and say, Dave needs to do this. And you would, you would have to uh, be a, a deflective force. I mean, I guess I loved Robert. I love him still. I uh, talk to him every once in a while. Um, Do you so. talk to him when you need to buy a mansion? When I need to buy a mansion, yes. You know, that's what Morty does now. Morty, I mean, it's so cool, right? Just He sells, like you'll get an email from Morty. Yeah. He sells mansions. Hmm. And you go, why is Morty doing this? Well, if he sells one, he makes $40 million in commission. Like they're crazy, right? It's insane. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful homes. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm so proud of him. It's kind of cool. And he's like such a stylish guy that it totally makes sense that he'd be like, yeah, I'm going from television comedy to like selling cool houses to cool people. Yeah. but Houses um, that you and I will never be able to afford. Mm-hmm. Not even be invited to. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was saying you and I, for the listener, to Matt. I was not implying <laughs> that Casey could not afford these homes. Right. No, I uh, cannot, and also probably cannot be invited. Okay. Um, so, all right, so you would uh, you uh, you would be there uh, getting Mr. Letterman a sandwich. Sure. And Morty would come in and go, we got a meeting, and then you would, how would you handle it? I'd be like, okay. Boy, boy, you really very strong. I was very, very tough. Yeah, taking notes, I mean, Karen. This is how it's done. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, um, yeah. I mean, um, what else did I do? Sandwiches, check. I did get some sandwiches, pasta. He liked a pasta, Dave. What do you go to the penne? Um, no, like it's uh, like an angel hair. He would eat some angel, a few wow. bites of angel hair every day for lunch. But. Um, yeah, I was mostly agreeable with everyone that worked there, but um, did have like a weird 
Do, do you want me to tell a weird story? Why wouldn't we? <laughs> it's up to you, whatever you're comfortable telling. I did have a weird thing one time, which was really the first time I was ever put in a position to be like, you cannot be here. And it was like, we they would always put us on the show at, at The Late Show with David Letterman. And it was super cool because you if you got on TV, you could like double your pay for the week, you know, because we're all kids and you get paid whatever fee to be on television. So um, there was this thing where Dave was like, okay, we're going to send the stand by line up to my office to watch the show because they're not getting into the theater. So that's going to be a bit and we'll have a camera up there. And then once I'm done with every guest, I'm going to send them up to the office. So the guests that night were um, Lyle Lovett was in his office and Warren Beatty was in his office and Gary Shandling was in his office. And um and then just some people from like Buffalo that were on the standby line <laughs> and myself. So I was like the hostess of like, we're in Dave's office watching the show on the television because uh, you didn't get into the theater. And so all I really remember is that it was fun. And like I talked to Dave and got to be on television. So I was excited that I was going to get like $450 or whatever. And um, the people from Buffalo were so nice. And I remember Warren Beatty kept taking grapes off of this platter and being like, in the commercial break, like, what do I look like eating these grapes? And I was like, <laughs> you look like warm baby eating grapes. I don't know. <laughs> but then the the incident happened after it was all done and the show was over and Dave was like, I know because I'm his assistant, like going back to his dressing room to change out of his suit and to get into like his play clothes or whatever to come back up and do like a postmortem on the show, which they did every night, the producers and writers. And, um, so I was like, okay, thank you, Warren Beatty and Lyle Lovett and Gary Shandling. It was so nice to have you, and uh, I really love all you guys. Thank you so much. And then Gary Shandling was like, I'm going to hide in Dave's closet and jump out and scare him. And I was like, that seems like a bad, that seems like not a great idea. Yeah. Like, you probably wouldn't think that was as funny as you mm-hmm. seem to think it would be. And he was like, no, no, I'm going to do it. And I was just like, really like having, you know, again, I was like probably 23 years old at that point, and I was like, do I physically try to remove Gary Shindling <laughs> from this office or do I really like make an appeal to him? Not, I mean, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Dave would have reacted. I probably, I wouldn't like someone to jump out of a closet and surprise me. Um, and I didn't know if I should like go get an adult to help me or <laughs> what should happen. So, um, but then something clicked and I was like, I think he's just doing this because I appear to be freaking out and he's enjoying me mm. freaking out. That's what's funny to him. Mm. So then I was just like, just wandered away and <laughs> I guess he lost interest in the bit yeah. before Dave ever came up. But yeah, so. Or he's still in the closet. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? I should go check. I would. He's going to jump out on Stephen Colbert. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I think yeah. about so many times when someone that I love who's famous dies, I I always think like, like I just thought this about uh, MCA from the Beastie Boys. I was like, what if he's actually not dead? Like it's totally a prank because he was a prankster. I was like, he's yeah. really going to come back. Like he's going to b- burst out of somewhere sometime. He's not though. He's not right. No, I think <laughs> we, neither is Gary. Oh, no, I know. We really got primed for that with, you know, so many years of Elvis is alive <laughs> yeah. that, you know, and we were little kids mm-hmm. <laughs> being like, well, maybe, I don't yeah, know, maybe. Possible. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm a huge Prince fan, so I often 
have you, that you, same you, thought. Yeah, like, you fantasize about it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know our friend Cece Pleasance? Yes. Because she is also a nut job for Prince. Yes. Yeah. I would imagine the two of you would uh, hit it off. We do know one another. We do. Um, yeah, yeah. It, the whole... Um, it's nice. There's like a little Prince community. And if you can get over how weird it is that like a huge amount of your friends are friends because you just all love this little this little guy, <laughs> you know, but it is kind of weird. Like I just this past spring uh, went to I've been a number of times, but went to Paisley Park for this like four day celebration thing that they have. That's all these symposiums and you know you tour the museum and and everything and then you see concerts with like you know acts that were affiliated with prince and my husband was like it's truly like your high school reunion here like people keep coming up to you being like hey it's me tony from belgium oh my god wow. so you know these people yes so you are not kidding you are a huge that yeah big no of a joke fan. no okay. joke yeah okay. Wow. How, did you see the revolution when they were just recently uh, doing live shows? Yes, I saw them, I think, three or four times, oh, probably. Boy. Yeah. I just saw them once. I guess I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that show. Oh, my gosh. They're so good, and it's such a nice show that they're doing where they... I love um, what... Wendy is like one of... Wendy Melvoin is like one of my all-time life heroes, um, just for everything. And I loved that how she said that, like, you're the singer. Like, people kept asking who's going to replace him as the singer, and the answer is nobody. You're all the singers. And so we're just doing this nice show to be together. And it was just, it was very cool to see them kind of all grown up because they were really kids yeah. when we saw them. So um, Mark Brown, the bass player, like, seeing, like, he was so, sh I remember him being so, so, so shy. And, like, yeah, he's, like, what, eight, 17, 18 years old, just in this worldwide phenomenon band and it must have been so weird for him. So to see him like taking command of the stage and being like a cool grown up, hmm. um, it was pretty cool for me. When I saw them, they had two, uh, well, Maya Rudolph came out and did a couple of numbers. Yes, she's amazing. Um, but they had two dudes that would sing the Prince uh, obviously the Prince songs, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and part. one was phenomenal. Stokely from Mint Condition. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And one was, oh boy. Mm. I don't, I'm trying to think who the other person was. Hmm. I don't know. I love. I was bummed. We we saw the guy from Mint Condition, which is like a Minneapolis band that Prince loved and was a fan of. Um, he was the lead singer, and I brought my teenage son uh, to see them with me. Brought nobody else would probably go <laughs> because it was like my my third time seeing them. So I brought him to BB King's, I think, to see him, and he was like, "That was too cool that they let that um, teenager get up and sing with them," and I was like. That guy is 50. <laughs> and he was like, he looks good. Wow. Stokely? Stokely. Stokely. Yeah. Mm. Did he wear, a, was he costumed? Yeah. Stokely he, wear costumes? It's, it's like not a costume exactly, but it's kind of like a tribute and like a high concept outfit usually. Yes. Sometimes a hat. He's a good looking guy. I hear he looks very young. I didn't, yeah, I didn't have good enough seats. <laughs> to, to he see looks like it. a teenager to my teenager. Wow. Uh, well, if you're fooling a teenager, you're doing it. You're doing exactly. it right. Exactly. No, you know, you a teenager would know. Yes. Well, they're sharp, aren't they? You have two teenagers. Two teenagers, yeah. Young adult men. <laughs> um, yeah, a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. You got the hard castle and a Chicago 16. Mm. <laughs> you happy with that? Mm. I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe a, you could have called it a, a Molly Ringwald. 16 candles. 16 candles mm. could have gone with a Ringwald. Certainly could have. 
What do you think of our friend John Cryer? He's got a, a new uh, role. He's uh, going to be Lex Luthor. That's exciting. No, Supergirl, I yeah. did not hear that. Yeah. Which is bizarre because he played Lex Luthor's, what, nephew or something in Superman 3? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Or yeah. was it his son or his nephew? It was something. something. I don't remember. I just remember he Now he's going to be playing him. Yeah, on Supergirl. I think that's what, right. Isn't that Supergirl? It was the uh, Twitter was a buzz of that. Yes, hmm. that and raking. That was that seemed to be Twitter over the weekend. What's raking? Oh, our president oh. Uh, said that uh, none of these fires would have happened if they would just if uh, we raked the <laughs> forest raked the floors. Forest floor. <laughs> if we rake, because that's what they told him in uh, in Finland, right? Well, he heard, yeah, that there's no forest fires in Finland, and it's really because they rake up those. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the fact that they have inches and inches more rain, right? right. And you know, is or, it like or maybe the surface may, of the sun? Sorry, maybe better power, uh, power safety in their power lines because wasn't uh, SoCal as in like responsible for at least yeah, the power lines started the um... SoCal and Pacific Gas and Electric. Oh, is it both? Yeah, they each fire apparently was started by one of them. Well, yeah. listen, you guys can blame that all you want. I blame it on the <laughs> lack of raking. And <laughs> you got to get those leaves up. Once we get those leaves up, thank you, Garen. Get them up. That's why I rake my backyard on a regular basis. If I leave those leaves out there, I get a, I get a brush fire within fucking seconds. <laughs> the city will burn to the ground. Goddamn right. Then I'm going to blame. I sent Oliver out there. I go, young man, you grab that rake and you go out there, you save this city. If only there was a workforce that was like coming from somewhere else, like ready to do the raking, oh. like looking for work, looking yeah. for some way to subsist, Just to make a little bit of money, survive. I mean, Turn around. I know it's kind of a pipe dream that like that thousands of people would actually come to this country to do that. But uh, turn well. around. You're not welcome. <laughs> Wait, what? There are people. Yeah. Oh, my God. And my they're president <laughs> tells them to turn around. They are not welcome here. Yeah, they're an invasion force. Get out of here. Get back. Yeah. Did they turn around? I don't think. Uh, I think a few have come. Have, I, have made it, and they're. I've doing... not heard anything about them since. Well, they, the they election's made it, over. Well, they made it to Tijuana. Right. No, he tweeted over the weekend again. They they made it to Tijuana, yeah. and apparently there it, it's too many people for Tijuana to handle. So don't think about coming here. And then people are like, well, "Sir, the country of the United States is much bigger than the little town of Tijuana. <laughs> Maybe we can handle them." Turn it, go back. Yeah. To They're, which then I sang the great Bonnie Tyler song. Turn around. Every now and then you got a caravan coming and you want them turned around. <laughs> Turn around. That wasn't bad. That was pretty good. How's, how's your breathing, by the way? Yeah. It seems to be improving. Okay. Thank God. And I believe the allergy pill is uh, uh, opening the, uh, the... Wind path. Yes. So and I also, think like, you're a little loopy? Uh, no, this is just me, King. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Very generous of you. You're trying to give the uh, the medicine the credit for that, but uh, no, there's still some tightness right in there. But mm -hmm. I think that the uh, the Zyrtec will uh, open that, and uh, we'll see how clear the lungs can be, as we learned Dr. <laughs> Campbell said in a recent episode. Yeah, that's what my doctor said. We'll put him under the fluoroscope and see how clear his lungs can be. <laughs> Dr. Campbell, fun phrase. he's dead. Oh. <laughs> he was old. He was old then. Oh, so wow. I was a young man. Wow. This is a roller coaster for me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Casey. Didn't mean to you rattle you. You made me fall in love with him and then oh, took him away. He was a very nice man, Dr. Campbell. I also sometimes think that he might pop back in. <laughs> I don't, I don't fully closet. believe he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Casey, where are you living while you're here? I live in Mount Washington. Oh, so up there, up uh, like Highland Park. Yeah, area yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. It's really pretty. Um, yeah. There's, 
it's interesting. There's no real buses or <laughs> subways or anything like that. Yeah. So that's interesting coming from New York. Um, so are you Ubering everywhere? Did you rent a car while you No, were? I rented a car, but my poor son is just like, I, I walked down some stairs uh, <laughs> that were, I, I hope they weren't someone's yard. Um, I tried to get a, a, try to get a bus to Hollywood, but he's, he's doing okay. So far, so good. So your your nineteen year old is with you, or your sixteen year old? My nineteen year old is back east in college, and uh, my sixteen year old is here attending his junior year of high school. And he's attending here. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he wants to go into politics, so I think it's like interesting for him to uh, just you know a totally different school across the country. Um, he went to public school back east, and he's going to a public school out here, and it's so 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 different. So. He's enjoying it. That's great. Are you comfortable saying his name? His name is Lincoln. Hi, Lincoln. He listens to this podcast. He does? What? He does. He's a huge comedy fan. Oh, wow. Lincoln gets it. That's Lincoln cool. gets Lincoln it away. Casey it. never will. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Seems offensive right to her face. Uh, all right, let's say hello to Garen Cockerell. He's over there at the Pop Culture Beast and Fetish, sponsored by dogpile.com. Uh, Garen, other than uh, throwing some silver into your hair, hi-ho, away! <laughs> Did you? Uh, what'd you do over the weekend? Anything of import? Uh, what did I do this weekend? I uh, started writing a new script. Okay. I uh, watched Widows. What did you think of Widows? I saw Widows. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's a smidge long. What part did you find long? The entire movie. I don't think it needed to be two hours and fifteen minutes. First of all, it was only two minutes and nine, two hours and nine minutes, and I know that oh, because like my ArcLight ambassador uh, said uh, made a joke about it. I don't know why they couldn't find another minute to make it an even number, and the <laughs> audience laughed like they'd never heard comedy before. <laughs> wow, that's not he even had, a joke. He did say something else after that was funny that I actually muttered to myself. Man, this guy's kind of funny. Wow, <laughs> yeah, he's killing. He did say something funny. What huh. was it? I like the guy. It was a great movie. Why don't you get that job? I mean that sincerely. Yeah, you love the ArcLight. You love the ArcLight? I think it'd be nice. Hey, everybody, I'm Garen. Welcome to the ArcLight. We're going to be seeing Widows. It comes in at two hours, nine minutes. Here's the problem. Those kind of jobs, they don't give me the time of day. Like, I've been fighting for a job at Barnes & Noble. I I think I'm overqualified at this point. Send them our way. We'll tell them you're not. But they won't even... even Progress past the application. Dumb down your resume. Yeah, dumb down the resume. Mm. I mean, I guess I can do that. It's not a lie if you leave something off. Just drop my degrees? Yeah. Absolutely. All five of them. And your age. And yeah. Your age. Drop your age, drop your, your degrees. With this new silver hair of yours, they're going to, they don't know how old they are. Of, of is he 75 or is he 22? <laughs> we don't know. I had a, a one-on-one Arclight ambassador situation once, which was interesting. You mean That's, you were the only one in the movie theater? Yeah. Oh. oh so God. you have to pay attention at that point. You can't. Not because then you're a dick. I pay attention anyway. Those guys are giving me important information. Where's my exits? But I'll usually be finishing up checking in or whatever on my phone and then. But this time I have to. (laughs) No one cares. Nobody cares that you're at the movie theater. What if you, in that situation, seriously, if you said as politely as possible, I'm I'm, I'm good. Don't worry about it. I got got it. I know the the deal. Do you think that did cross my mind? Do you think you could stop them from doing it? No, I think he's going to. So he's going to go. You know what, dude? It's my job. I just, I just. I would like to see. I would like to see someone try to stop them. (laughs) It would be kind of funny. If you're the only one in there. When I went to see like, the front runner, I was the only one in there. Me and some woman uh, who was staying to watch it a second time, and she was in a wheelchair, so they let her. Um, was it Donna Rice? It may. No, Wait, is that Rice. the woman's name? <laughs> yeah, but Donna Rice is not in a wheelchair unless she was in disguise. Yeah, that's exactly right. She's she's uh she doesn't want you to know it's her. Why would you stay and watch that a second time? Who this woman? Yeah, I uh, it's I don't know. One was one was plenty for me. Like. Look, the front runner of all movies, I gotta see it again. 
I gotta I gotta get those details that I she missed the first time. She seemed like somebody that didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, like she was just killing time. Go to a different theater, go see another movie. Theater. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm woozy. You know yeah, I'm woozy right now. You're really lightheaded. Casey, laugh into the microphone so people know you're enjoying yourself. For the love of God. <laughs> I'm a silent laugher. I've been laughing very oh, hard no. this whole time. Uh, well, let's let's amp up that silence. Let's see if we can't uh, throw some decibels on that thing. That's the sound of silence. And the sound of silence. silence. I don't like the band. The uh, what's that band uh, that did that cover? That's beautiful. Oh yeah, on Conan they did the great cover. That band, Disturbed. That, Disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah. Mm. I I don't I wouldn't listen to them ever, but that version of theirs is uh, beautiful. Yeah, let the bodies hit the floor, Jimmy. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, they don't do music you like. That's not the style of music. No, they do not. They so are full why, of anger. It's weird that they did that song. Yeah, well, probably because they lost that vowel. Isn't isn't that isn't that one of the bands where they drop the uh, drop the e at the end? <laughs> I think we're about to drop the e right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember how shitty of a mood he was when he came in here? He says he he turned it around fast today. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You did. You turned it around fast. I'm, I think I'm progressing in my ability to deal with my own flaws. Hey. It's almost like I think he's almost ready to hear about the other thing he fucked up, which I <laughs> which I withheld from talking. What was the other thing? <laughs> what, what other thing? <laughs> we don't need to talk about it on the air. But the people, the players club video people know that there was a mix up with the video and no, well, no, he, no, I, I, he, yeah. he addressed that. that. Was one of the, that was he said one I of made a mistake this week on, that, two, that, on two on two different videos. Yeah, right. No, but remember when he when he when he, I fixed it this morning and then yeah. he went in and changed it and then I had to fix it again. Oh, you mean of, the thing I posted was wrong? Yeah, yeah. A lot of drama here, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It's <laughs> just happened over the busy Phillips show. Or is she too bubbly? No, we don't have a great deal of drama. You guys do an odd Sunday through Wednesday schedule. Yeah. Why yeah. is that happening? Walk me through that. <laughs> um, I think it's because uh, it shifts us out of the same week that everyone else is having. I think um, sort of the point of the show is to give you like a nice little treat uh, as you're settling down for the evening. And Sunday night is a stressful time for people. <laughs> So to have like a, a little half hour to fight off the Sunday scaries so you mm -hmm. can have a nice Monday morning was kind of the idea. And also Sunday night's a big night on E, so that it doesn't is. hurt. Yeah, the Kardashians are. I don't keep up are, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, wait. That was. Um, how do we get a second shot off? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know also, how you did that. I'm impressed. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's that. You know, um, there was. I don't know why four nights a week as opposed to five, but um, you know, just uh, we just want to make a show as much as they'll let us. I like that Sunday idea. Right? It's yeah. nice. I like the phrase Sunday scaries. I do too. Yeah, so, that's fend them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you have that when you were a kid? I Sunday did. scaries, big time. Oh my god, hated it. And you're it. like you're vomiting or whatever. Yeah, I never ever was physically sick, but I just just that deep, you know, just sunk into a depression having yeah. like th thinking about oh I haven't done my homework yet. Oh I have to go to school tomorrow. Like just the, all that that feeling of like I it's not here yet, but it's coming, it's and coming. so I can't even enjoy this Turns rest of the weekend. Turns out never goes away even into <laughs> adulthood, right? Hmm. So yeah, so just like a little treat to like have a margarita. Let's be goofy and. Mm -hmm. Socialize with celebrities and make fun of chickens. I don't know. We just, you know, we're just trying to have a good time. And you are. And you guys are getting some great guests. I mean, yeah. you've had Julia Roberts, yes. which is arguably one of the biggest movie stars of our lifetime. Yep. Yes. And she's a big fan of Busy's. Uh, they're like 
met each other on Instagram or whatever. So, um, yeah, so it was very fun. And she just really came like ready to play and to goof off, which I love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she was so nice and just hung out. Was she pleasant? Like, yeah, just met everyone and was super cool and put everyone at ease. But yeah, we've had some really good guests. Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. She's delightful she's joy, right? in the extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So and this week we're having uh, shows that are all the guests are all busy's friends for like a Friendsgiving week. So did you already pre-tape all these? We already taped these. So last night Lauren Graham aired from Gilmore Girls and Parenthood, and tonight is Ike Barinholtz, and it's a really really funny show. So Ike I, I'm excited for people to watch it because he's like. Adorable. I'd never met him before. He's another person like you who's friends with everyone that I'm friends with. But I'd never met him. And I was walking by and he grabbed my arm and he was like, Casey, it's me, Ike Barinholtz. And then I was just like, oh, hey, nice, so nice to meet you. And he was like, I know you from from Instagram, <laughs> which I thought was really cute and sweet. And he just really brought it and was a super, super funny guest and cooked a recipe, a secret recipe for us. And uh, well, I'll let you watch it. I'll okay. let you watch all three acts of it. Oh, tonight, boy, <laughs> wow! Totally made it I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's worth it. It's only I, 22 minutes. I listen. What I watched, I enjoyed. Here's okay. the, here's the truth of the matter. Uh, I was watching it, and then we were putting my son to bed, and, and my son is under the weather. Gotcha. So, like, we were distracted by things, and so gotcha. I was like, you know what? I can't focus on this. I watched enough to I can say I watched it. There you go. And I'm there. You the, go. I'm the hero. You didn't also have to be. You didn't have to tell the truth about it. You could. Yeah, I could have just said I watched it. You could have just said you watched the whole thing. But you know me. You know I'm all about the truth. But it seemed kind of like you went out of your way to be hurtful about it. I did. I apologize for that. It's all right. It it was not the. It was not the best way. Hey, nice to meet you. Watch your show. Couldn't take it. (laughs) What an asshole. I watched sixty-six percent of your work. What a dickhead. Um, I didn't take it personally, but I encourage you to watch the entire episode tonight. I think it's worth it. Okay. You send me a message tomorrow telling me whether or not it okay, was. Okay, it probably won't be tomorrow, but I get. <laughs> so, I hear know. what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, my hope. You know who else works over there on that program? Uh, our, our, our friend Steve Hollander. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Steve. yeah, you told me that. Yeah, Steve's the stage manager. That guy's busy. He's, he's, he's the nicest human being in the he's world. He's busy because he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, moonlighting over at the Sarah Show uh, yeah. as well on the, uh, he was the- During the little break for second, Conan. Uh, during the break, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he came to us through Liz Planka, who's our director, who you probably have and also worked with. Liz used to be over at Jay Leno. Yes. And her husband used to work at Conan, and that was really Ooh. weird. Hatfields and Super McCoys. Weird. Well, her husband is- You got Jack over there? Yeah. On Jib, you got yeah. Jack on Jib? Jack on Jib. <laughs> I worked with Jack at the Rosie O'Donnell show years ago, um, so he they're all, they're all famous to me. The various Plancas. Will you please? I know this is an off-air conversation. Please tell Jack I said hello. I will. Jack was one of my favorite guys. When I started at Conan day one, Jack was one of the kindest, nicest, welcomed me in, uh, and we would also bond over uh, various other things. Yeah, various uh, things. When I was at Rosie, we had a a daycare for our children. So my young son was in the Rosie daycare every day. So it was like like having like toddlers as part of the staff. So everybody on the staff knew all the babies. And um, Jack was so kind to my little boy and so nice and always uh, said hello and, and played with him. And so when my son was little, I would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he would say, I just want to be handsome like Jack. <laughs> Jack's handsome. I, you know what? I was I, I was being uh, I was waiting until you stopped talking. 
shockingly handsome. Jack. Okay. Jack's like Jack's probably fifty five now, maybe sixty even. Am I, like a am, movie am I way too old? But he's like movie star. Yeah. Who looks wow. yeah. Jack. And he's on Jib. What's he doing on Jib? Get in front of the camera. Wrong, Jack? wrong side of the camera. Wrong Jack. side, Jack. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's amazing that your son would say that. I just want to be handsome like Jack because I would leave. I would leave Conan every day. And go look at Jack. <laughs> God, so handsome. Jack, Jack. And Jack also would wear like this leather jacket that like. Uh, like nobody would wear a leather jacket in LA but somehow Jack pulled it off mm-hmm. like, yeah, yes, of course so Jack cool, wore that so jacket cool. he's like handsome like I feel like you have to warn people <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like, this guy you're about to meet is pretty handsome <laughs> like watch out don't get lost in his eyes <laughs> <laughs> well also he's so nice what's yeah. uh what does he who does he look like does he look like anybody we, Wait, like, who does he look like that's a great question who does Jack look like I just want to be able to picture him. He just looks like handsome. I'm never going to meet him. That's for sure. Good, no, yeah, no, you're not. No, I'm not. No, Jack's my friend. <laughs> I know. I, you're I, not meeting Jack. I Matt. get it. I understand totally. No, the last thing that you're going to do is meet Jack. You're not taking Jack away from me. You you even heard me though, but I said to her, please, you please tell Jack I said hello. I yeah. You got a little crush on him. So do you. Everyone does. Your kid does. Your kid's taking some masturbating to Jack. Whoa. Whoa. What? I don't know. We, There's no I, question. I Jimmy, this kid listens to our show. And you just. And he knows. Then he knows. No, this is the, uh, this is the older oh, okay. one. Yeah, oh, the other yeah, one doesn't yeah. care for this but show But his brother heard all about it yeah. now. So. Ooh. That's right. It's fine. That's it's all fine. About Thanksgiving. We're, yeah. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> Are you going back to East for Thanksgiving or everybody no. coming here? Yeah, my older son's coming tomorrow and then we're going to be here and have Thanksgiving with friends here. That's wonderful. Yeah, should be fun. Um, we, I think my kids are excited because we always had that Thanksgiving where anyone was invited. So we would have like 40 or 50 people usually. At your house? In oh, Connecticut. Yeah, so my kids are, my older son is so good at making batch cocktails, which is a disturbing talent to discover <laughs> in a 16 or 17 year old. But um, they're excited not to have to cook and socialize with you know, so, so many adults this year. So you're going somewhere. Yeah, we're just going to a friend's home. Mm-hmm. A friend you might know. Oh. But that's also off. Is it Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That's when the door opens up. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh there's Jack. There's handsome just Jack. Just glug right there at the door. <laughs> oh, my God. Handsome Jack. You would love Jack on the jib. <laughs> As a gay man, Garen, you would love Jack. I don't know why everything you said. I'm just, I'm picturing Kurt Russell. That's what I have. You know in my what? Head. It's not. It's it's not unlike maybe Dennis Quaidish. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. No. What would you say, Casey? It's that. It's a really tough one. Gosh. Who? I wonder if you pulled up a picture of if you put him if you Google Liz Jack on Jib. <laughs> Go to JackonJib.com. Maybe you'll. Uh... I think we may have oversold this, <laughs> but, you, but you have to know the fact that Casey, me, and her kid think yeah. this guy's handsome. We're not the kid just liked playing with him. And by the way, Oliver also was like uh, okay. was mesmerized by Jack. Yeah, he's got sounds like he's got charisma out the wazoo. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> let me see Remind if I can. Jack. <laughs> he's over here, Jimmy. Wait, that's not the guy I was talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. going to try to see yeah. if I can figure out. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't really look like anybody. He's, he's a total, and that's not even a great picture of Total Jack. original. Can it's I zoom in on this? Yeah. yeah there we go. Jack is handsome. On that jib. I've never seen a better jib in my entire life. <laughs> they, had to get, they, they fired the, They got rid of the jib operator once uh, Jack left. Ah. <laughs> no more jib. No more Jack. No more jib. No, more, no more Jack. No did he bring jib. his own jib to work? I think, I think was he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was privately owned. He was like jib. a semi truck owner. He owed the jib. <laughs> well, it's fun to work with a husband and wife. I think is that's, that? Yeah, I think it's fun. It's funny. Yeah, but then you got to hear on the headset. Come on, Jack. 
She's yelling about the jib shots. She's so lovely to everyone, but it is funny, and I always like. I, I'm always like, oh, it's so cute. Like when she tells him what to do. I like. I like. <laughs> I like when the wife is the boss. That, Does she yeah. have a sister in this business as well? Yeah, Krisha. I worked with her at Rosie too. You did. Krisha yeah. just was on an email chain that I was on, and I think I've met her a total of one and a half times. Yeah, um, she was a producer at the Rosie O'Donnell show when I was a young writer, and we. When, the first thing we ever did was go to the Texas State Fair with Paula Poundstone together. And then And you did nothing but laugh, I would imagine. Oh no. Uh-oh. I don't I don't remember a, a great deal of it. <laughs> oh. I remember um Chile. I remember there being ch- a great importance on Chile there. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Chewy, and I thought you meant the little guy from Chelsea Hamburg show. <laughs> He's very important. We must protect him at all costs. <laughs> he was not there that I know of, but Big Tex, that guy that burned down, he was there. I remember that. I don't know what that means. The big, like, uh, the oh, mascot of the Texas State Fair. Yeah, I think it's in the Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? Yeah, 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 but he, like, suffered a tragic end. Oh, I didn't know Did that. they rebuild him? We rebuilt I would hope Tex. so. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is not. This does not do Jack any justice. But looking at that picture, what he looked like to me, a more handsome version of the NBC White House correspondent. I don't remember that guy's name. Do you know who I'm talking about? I was hoping you would know. Andrea Mitchell. <laughs> yes, but a more handsome I Andrea see. Mitchell. More handsome. Uh, Jack knows how to form a sentence in a <laughs> teleprompter. The guy, you know, Andrea Mitchell. By the way, I, I'm told she's one of the greatest reporters of all time. Yeah. Then great, put her in the field. Oh. Why do I have to see her? She can't read a prompter. Oh, okay. And she can't form a sentence. But, but I, I'm told by mm. many people she's mm-hmm. a great reporter. She puts their feet to the fire. Yes. So then get back, get back to doing that. Well, at some point, don't Give you Nicole Walls another hour. graduate to, I don't have to do that anymore? I think it is a very broadcast newsy thing where she graduated from that. Because it's not probably the most uh, desirable job. It, if that's your skill set, you don't want. Look, you don't. You don't want it. You, 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 you go on carpeting. You yeah, want you want uh, No, you know that you don't. Yeah, you, you don't want to be on the road any more than you are now. I don't want to be on the road at all. Yeah, right. Probably she didn't either. Probably, probably. <laughs> I like probably. Probably. I took all the vowels out, <laughs> not just the one. Oh, like stir. Matt, Matt, is it Major Garrett? That doesn't sound right, but maybe. Which, which network did you say it was? I thought it was. I thought he was on NBC. I'm getting a neighborhood alert uh, for my ring. Kids starting fires. Oh, dear. No. These two kids have set a fire in my front lawn today. Did you rake? <laughs> Just respond. Rake that lawn. Rake that lawn. Uh, Wait, that's from your doorbell told you that? Yeah, my doorbell keeps me posted on things. Yeah, ring. You know, a ring's got a neighborhood... Uh, uh, alert like buddy kind of like next okay. door you know that website our next door said that there was a raccoon with bleeding eyes oh no oh god that's horrifying what does that and mean i don't know it seems like oh pardon me seems terrible yeah, it seems, does seem terrible seems terrible nothing good ever happens you don't hear about anything good on no next door it's never like uh hey the stranger left me a, a fruit basket <laughs> yeah yeah but my husband decided for like a week he went he decided he was going to go to everything that you get invited to on next door like all the weird things <laughs> so he went to a thing where like if you brought a photo of your pet they'll like help you try to psychically get in touch with your pet and then he went oh. to like um like a witch 
witchcraft workshop uh, that I'd, took place in like a plus size women's store. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had a good, it was a fun sounds, week. That's a fun idea. I didn't know Nextdoor had that. I've never used it. Yeah, he just was like, um, there's all this weird stuff. And then he was like laughing about it mm-hmm. and showing it to me. And then he was like, that's kind of mean. It's kind of dickish just to laugh right. about it. Right. Like I should go see. Uh, oh, so that? he was making amends by. No, he just was like, I think like sometimes our our instinct is to like LOL at something that seems ridiculous. But then he went to them and he was like, actually, it just has like a lot of the same principles as like religion and, you know, other weird things that aren't for me, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily like not as insane as it initially sounded. Does your husband have a handlebar mustache? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. He does not. What does he do? Are you comfortable talking about it? Yeah, yeah. My husband is, um, he's an award-winning short story writer, but he also is the manager of Trader Joe's at USC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, I've learned from uh, the, the Fox News that people that work at Trader Joe's are losers. <laughs> That's what I learned. What? They said that? I remember that, that poor that kid from, uh, kid's a man, the guy that played uh, the, uh, uh, Sandra's husband on the yes, Cosby on show. Yes, on the Cosby show, Jeffrey Owens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. He got, yeah, when right. he, yeah, that's like similar, you know, same kind of thing. Like somebody was like, oh, let me take this guy's picture because he's like, and I mean, we weren't in a dissimilar situation. Like my husband went to work at Trader Joe's, so we had steady health insurance, How about that? you know? Mm-hmm. And also because he was an adjunct college professor and Trader Joe's pays way better mm-hmm. and is way more steady work than than that kind of thing. Which one's he at? Um, he's at a new one on the USC campus. Oh, that's where USC yeah, is. yeah. So it's like actually in the ground floor of a dormitory, hmm. which is pretty cool. And it's he also worked at Trader Joe's in Connecticut. So um, yeah, so it's interesting because it's like a totally different type of clientele at that store. A lot of students, a lot of international customers. So it's interesting, and um, it doesn't. He still writes a ton, so I think it like kind of perpetuates, you know. Yeah, that's a great place to be. Uh, does he have an inside track on Jingle Jangle? <laughs> that's all I was thinking about so the entire much, time we were talking. Yeah, so much Jingle Jangle going around. Yeah. He does really. He he um, brings me home this like. Uh, ricotta lemon ricotta cheese that is seasonal and it's mm. so good and i really have I to fight that. my instinct not to like take advantage of the fact that he has access to it yeah i don't think you answered matt's question <laughs> about <laughs> jingle jangle have any inside track on jingle this jangle stuff is and i think to, to make it clear it's not just matt's question <laughs> well also do you watch riverdale I don't, but I've heard, yeah, the, that's why that, it got that, hard to get. Yeah, yeah, that there's like on the show Riverdale, there's a drug in Riverdale called Jingle Jangle. Oh. And I always wonder, I always want to know, did they name it for? Right. But, for it, but la- so was, was last Christmas the first time that happened that it was harder to get real Jingle Jangle? It was jangle. not hard to get up until last Christmas. It feels like that's true, yeah. Uh, and I think I blame. Remember last Christmas? You remember you you gave me your heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the very next away. day, I guess what I did. You gave it away. Yeah, this, this year. year to save it from. It's out now, though. If you want, oh, it is. Go okay, get it, get it now and okay. I, I was it. I was there on Friday. I didn't see it, but uh, I'll check. I'll check again. You heard about my Spurs, by the way. <laughs> Your Spurs? You hear about my Spurs, right? No. They, they jingle, 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 jingle. jingle. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Casey knows. Let me circle back real quick. Uh, Elliot, that, that Major Garrett was not the guy I was thinking of. Okay. Sorry. Is it, was it uh, Peter Alexander? Peter, yeah, that sounds right. Hold on. I like Peter Alexander. 
He kind of looks like these a, are all like names a, I shouldn't know, by the way. But yeah. I, why do I know every goddamn news pundit? Well, talking face. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that on you, Jimmy. I think the reason why we have Trump as a president is because a lot of us don't know those names because because we we should be paying attention. So I'm I'm I feel guilty. I'm gonna say it's because of scared white people is why we have Trump. Oh sure, mm. but, but but why are they scared? I've said it because they're because they're ignorant and ill uneducated whites. There, I've yeah. said it, and if I lose listeners, so be it. Jimmy, we, mid- we already lost all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that happened 18 months ago. Okay, good. Just make sure. I think he's midterm speaking of that, though. Like Orange County, the fact that it completely yeah. flipped blue yeah. in, in revolt and other areas of the country did not. Yep. And maybe this is a, a, a too big of a sweeping statement. Uh, uneducated whites are still scared, and that's uh, what's happening. What do you there's think about, what do you think about that? There's a million things. There's a million. Nah, it's just that. Kissing. Voter nah. suppression, gerrymandering, you know, people moderating their own elections yeah. for mm-hmm. some offices. It's it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It's a it lot. seems like maybe, and maybe scrap it. <laughs> scrap elections? Yeah. <laughs> do you, can, we, can we do that after 2020? Can we do one more at least? Yep. Then scrap it just to see what happens. Did you see the other day when he was like, he like reassured people that he wasn't going to change the constitution to run a third time? And I was like, <laughs> why who you was bring asking? That up? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't find that reassuring at all. That means he was thinking about that it. He's like he's trying to prime the it. pump yeah. right. to be like, let me see how worked up people get about this. And uh, yeah. I might try to do it. Well, my fear is it goes from him to to his daughter, to his son, to his son, to his grandson. Like it just never. Yeah. And again, these dumb people could go, yeah, yeah. Okay, died. yeah. I think more likely it'll be like someone as bad or worse than him. But like they're worse because they're a little bit smarter and like better at being evil. <laughs> like I, I, I see I, the opportunity that. He yeah, is, exactly. Demonstrated. He's opened the door for a lot of bad actors. I mean, like the Stephen Baldwins of the world. Right. <laughs> They're coming in. <laughs> they say Washington is ugly Hollywood, right? Yeah. They, they do they say do that. Say, they do say that. I think about that often. <laughs> I don't know why. It just pops into my head. One of the Baldwins was on The Purge. Which which was that? Billy? Daniel? Which Baldwin was just on The Purge, this TV series? I don't know. Which You want to talk about too long, Garen. The Purge TV series was 10 episodes. Could have been a nice tight four. Oh, I haven't watched it. No, oh, well, watch the first four. You'll be fine. You know, I, keep, I keep meaning to ask you, Garen. Are you watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? I've watched a couple episodes. I've heard it's insanely scary. And it's good. great. It's just, it's heavy. It's yeah, very it looked, dramatic. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, if you think of like a horror TV series, you kind of automatically think, well, it's just going to be, can't be fun. This mm-hmm. is heavy drama with scares. Right. What's this new uh, Hulu uh, uh, horror series? Or is it Netflix, where maybe it's a different uh, story every week or a different story? Oh, well, there's a bunch of those. There's like Channel Zero. No. Which is supposed to be great. Here's another one. Has it started? Uh, I, I into know the dark, you're talking into about. The... Yeah, I don't think that's started. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's on Netflix. Uh, is that the one with the, with the pigs on the poster? Yeah, that, what's that uh, about? No, that's Tell Me a Story. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. That's something else, but that, that's, uh, uh, that's not yeah, Into the thinking. Dark. Into the Dark. I was right. I got it right. Yeah. Oh, it did start October 5th. It's on Hulu. Oh, it is Hulu. I just started watching Sabrina, which is actually really good. People are raving about that. I've been watching Sabrina. You're watching that as well, Kate? Yeah. Yeah. I watched some of The Haunting of Hill House, and it's so good, but it is, it's like, uh, it's like a weirdly triggering, don't make fun of me, but like, there's so much like family drama that I'm like, that, that's scary enough. I don't need like dead people jumping out. I I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't think I can handle this. I I don't know how people can binge it. 
I was binging it, too, and I had to take a break. So yeah. I think I'll like go back and watch it um, in a sensible <laughs> time yeah. frame. Yeah, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I, Elise was the one who wanted to watch it, and I was like, she's, really? she doesn't like scary stuff, but she was like, oh, I've heard this is really good, and I'm like. I don't think either of us can handle this yeah, it's show. Not, it's, it's not just, for you guys. Yeah. It's not a Bell Nap show. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Based on that on a one second commercial I saw. Yeah. And you guys have still, nobody's watched the Elton John commercial yet that I've uh, I watched you it. guys to watch? I yeah, did. And Garen? It's great. It's a yeah, great it's commercial. Great. Yeah. Have you seen it, Casey? I haven't seen it. It's uh, I forget what the product. We, we didn't get I don't the think box. we ever found out what it was. I think it's like, a, you know how in England they'll just make things for Christmas and there's no per- point to it. There's just like, it's Christmas. Here's a commercial or a song. And like, I know Christmas songs are a common thing, but it seems to be more emphasis on it there. England uh, loves Christmas. They love it. So well, much. They call them Father Christmas over there. Father Christmas. They love it. So is it just like a sponsored music video or? It is. You uh, guys have both seen it now. Do you? Did it, you? It almost sounds like it's a law firm. It's like <laughs> Jacob and, and Larceny or something like that. It's bizarre. It starts with Elton John, modern day at the piano, and yeah. then goes backwards through his life. And it ends with his mother giving him his piano, his first piano. Oh. And it's... Uh, I mean, I'm getting emotional right now. Even thinking oh about it, it's gosh. really, it's really well done. I'm getting emotional watching you get emotional. I'm a very good actor. <laughs> very but good. I also like the idea that um, that's a very uh, not American idea that like we can just be a law firm and tell you this like nice story oh. and say our name at the end. <laughs> They're a UK department store chain. Oh, there you John go. Lewis there you Christmas go. Christmas yeah. commercial. So they're well, like, still works. yeah, we don't need to like sell you on our department store. We'll just tell you a nice story and then you'll have pleasant feelings about us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I, I'm surprised it doesn't happen here because it. Well, they did back in the 70s and 80s. They would, you know, would be, you know, you wake up and J.C. Penney or Sears would have nice commercials like that mm-hmm. where it wasn't. Right. It wasn't you know, it'd be the kids coming down the stairs. And, yeah, I guess you're right. And yeah. they, oh, my God, look at that. And then, right. you know, Sears who would just, right. at the end. Now right. it's Sears, go shop, fucks, you dumb fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this just seems like an event. It's a, it's almost like the, the fact that it's for a brand is secondary to the fact that we're like, we're debuting our big yeah. thing. It's like a short film almost. The way you're describing it, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> you should watch it. Have a I will. It's some art. I'll sit down with some hot cocoa tonight. Well, it's not a Get mini ga- series. Gather the family around. You'll be fine. Children, come watch the Elton John Christmas commercial. <laughs> oh, it's John Lewis and Partners Christmas ad. So that's why I was like, that well, that sounds sound like a lot like of yeah. That's weird. But they somehow managed to make the guy playing young Elton John look older than Elton John is now. As they go back in time, huh. I was like, this is weirdly. That was part of his deal, probably. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, I still have to look it's better like than Benjamin yeah. at least this. these guys. You know, I met Elton John twice. Yeah. Very nice man. I met him one time. I, twice, I said. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, I met, met him, him half as many times as And you how know. did that go? Probably, uh, it was fine. He asked for a Diet Coke, and I gave it to him. Was this at the David Letterman program? Yeah, we did the show in London, and he was oh, one cool. of our guests. What song did he do? Do you remember? I can't remember. I'm still standing? I was very focused on David Duchovny coming. <laughs> also handsome. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. He's Jack-like. <laughs> he oh, is. yeah. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah, so I, it was something. It was something good. I'll look it up. I want to know if you were there. I went to watch a, uh, in 2000, uh, what year did I watch uh, the CBS? 2002 is when I went to watch a live David Letterman taping. Oh, I wasn't there. I was only there from 1993 to oh. 1996. Oh. And then I was at the Rosie O'Donnell show until 2002. Were you there with Jeanette Barber? Yeah. I did a gig with Jeanette Barber in Des Moines, Iowa in <laughs> 1990. Wow. She was the headliner. Wow. Todd something was the feature. I was the MC. Oh, my gosh. And then Jeanette, the next thing I saw, Jeanette Barber was writing on Rosie O'Donnell. She was our head writer. She was the head writer, I've just been told. Yeah. 
True story. Jeanette Barber. She was great. I loved working with her um, because she just didn't have like any ego. She was like, I was a kid. I was 23, 24 years old, I think, when I got made a writer there. And uh, the fact that she had already had this whole other comedy career and wasn't like, you're a kid and you have to do what I say. She'd be like, you're a kid and I'm listening to what you're saying. And she was, uh, I yelled at her a lot, I think. You yelled at Jeanette Barber? <laughs> because it was a live show at 10 in the morning. And so she would, I was a writer. And so we would go in and pitch really early to Rosie early in the morning. And then she'd say yes to this, no to this. And then you'd have to run, like really run and go write it up. Run, run, run. And so I would always be at my desk, like trying to write up whatever pitch she had approved. And Jeanette would be like standing behind me because it needed to go to the teleprompter in like seconds or whatever. And I'd always be like, get away from me. <laughs> and then I ma- I remember making a piece of I put a piece of tape on the floor and said that she couldn't come <laughs> and she was so nice she was like I'm not over the tape I'm just right. waiting for a handoff or whatever but um so yeah so every morning I'd be like please stop being behind me it's it's too much yeah it's a lot yeah so back off um, Barbara yeah but she was great she was amazing and like uh just a really lovely interesting person mm. I learned a ton from her. Health issues, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she had a lot of health issues, but have you like caught up with her lately? She's I, like a world traveler, and she, talk about uh, people that look younger than Elton John. <laughs> she looks Let's. amazing. Really? Yeah, she looks amazing, and she's like, uh, every time I check in on her, she's in Italy or France or wherever, just having the time of her life. I, again, I have not seen her since 1989, I want to say. I'll... I will also tell her you oh, sure. say hello. She'll go, who? She'll, maybe she'll remember. Maybe she will, she's if she, listening. If she remembers, that would be a uh, an amazing, uh, I have no idea in that sentence. <laughs> an amazing thing. It would just be a coincidence. Uh, yeah, I well. It would be fascinating. She has a good memory, though, Yeah. as far as I, I remember. I don't know if I was memorable. Uh, I, I'm guessing I was painfully unfunny. Mm. That's my guess. We've well, had some recent guests who you uh, worked with early in your career who did not remember you. Like Paula Poundstone did. Paula did not remember, no. And um, who was the other guy? The, there was a guy who... Who was the other one? Oh, yeah, who was that? Uh, Steve Bluestein. Steve Bluestein, yeah. Yeah, worked with him twice. Yeah. Total of 14 days. Didn't remember me. <laughs> Had a long I, career. I, um, he won't care if I tell this story, but I just, the show that I worked on before I went to work on Busy was Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Um, I was there for nine years. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, that show's been on for nine years? Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Early on in the show, it was like, I think like eight weeks in. And Andy was always making a joke about like, you have a weird name, I can't remember your name. Uh, just like making up nicknames for me. And early in the show, like eight weeks in, he was like, you know, all jokes aside, I know it's only been a couple months, but I feel like we have known each other for much longer. And I was like, well, we've worked together two times before. And he was like, really, when? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I mean, I think people just don't, you know, they just, if you you didn't make an impression on someone, I don't think it was your fault. Hmm, interesting. I like your positive spin on that (laughs) to make yourself feel better that Andy Cohen doesn't know who you are. What's, it's the thing is, Jimmy, you're a memorable person. Uh, I've gone through my life having to accept that I'm not a memorable person. <laughs> so I go into every situation just assuming people don't remember me because I'm like, I, I'm a generic looking white guy. I don't stand out. I'm sort of introverted. So I like, feel the same. I always let people off the hook yeah. by like 
preemptively introducing myself and then enjoying them being like, of course I remember you, of course, of course. And you're like, you're lying, but (laughs) thank you. Can I circle back to Rosie for a second? Because you, only the, if you promise to never use the phrase circle back. It's <laughs> twice in one show. Well, uh, there's a lot of circling that has to be done. I don't right. want to. So you, all right, you want to circle the, back to the Rosie show? This can't slip away. Something happened on that show once that I was when I was watching it. And it's it's weird how certain little things happen. And they're like, you never I've, I've thought about it. Probably I think about it every time I hear the song closing time, particularly. But I also think about it other times. Uh, Mel Gibson was the guest. Mm hmm. And um, he came out and like, I don't really know what was happening before this, but he just kind of started. And I think he did this a lot, I guess. But it was the moment that I was like, oh, he's not cool anymore. Like, I don't like him. He's not. He's now he's like, because eh. he just started like trying to do. It was like he was trying to do stand up, but he was like, what's with closing time? That song's like on the radio all the time. Like he was just like went into this like routine. And it seemed very much like he was like, I'm going to do some comedy. And it was like totally bombing. And it was so uncomfortable for me that I can never forget it. Like I cannot remember. Like, so anyway, do you don't remember that at all? I mean, I've had more uncomfortable moments, so I guess talk about not remembering (laughs) things, but you know, you have to bury them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of uncomfortable moments on that show, which was live. I particularly remember Tom Selleck and Rosie getting into it over the NRA. That was kind of famous. So that was super famous. I always kind of remember that, you know, Rosie wasn't, she wasn't she was never not out as uh as a gay woman mm-hmm. um but also i don't think had really said as much at, mm-hmm. at you know for a great so a lot of times a lot of these like super conservative guests would come on and um and i would always feel for her because i always would be like this is live television like if someone chose to like just say something or whatever mm-hmm. you know so i'm probably i that's probably what i was focused on at the right, time right, like right. what if mel gibson like decides to it, like so it could have been worse is what you're saying yeah yeah you know i mean well prince was uh prince was a guest a couple of times on the show he wasn't super conservative but he was just um enigmatic and like would make anyone nervous and so i was dying of nervousness like mm-hmm. how is this gonna go because mm-hmm. he's like weird and not a great interview um and and so i was so nervous because i just wanted it to go well like for myself so that i could yeah. keep loving him the same way <laughs> um and also you know like i was at letterman when like madonna said fuck 13 times and mm-hmm. i just like watched that like slow motion train wreck and mm-hmm. you know in in a weird way so the the things that like stick in my mind are yeah are are probably not that yeah, but yeah. um but I, did, I mean it's just because i happened to catch this probably but it was like such an odd thing because he that guy mel but gibson he, did he seem like he'd been drinking or uh, you know in retrospect possibly <laughs> but <laughs> which is you know it was the morning yeah yeah i, I, I think it was more just like younger people probably don't remember that Mel Gibson was cool for for most like for the 80s and a lot of the 90s and so to see him be like an old like kind of a a, just kind of like an old dad who's just kind of out of it and just was like kind of like just yeah just being kind of lame I was like oh god come on what are you doing pull out of this it's live and there's nothing you can do (laughs) about it that's probably I didn't realize that show was live that was probably that was probably part of it it was like maybe I'd never seen him Maybe everything else I'd ever seen was, was like, like heavily, very, yeah, very massaged. massaged. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was live. So Lord knows like a lot of weird things happened on the show, including, uh, yeah, just like getting into a huge thing with Tom yeah. Selleck, which I'll never forget. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also like, you know, 
that's uh, where uh, that's where I was on 9-11 with the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond. You know, I wow. mean, like when we were like, are like we didn't know what it was and like, are we going to go on the air? We are not going to go on the air. And I remember Peter Boyle being like, I'm not going to go on the air. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm not going to do this show either. So, you know, live TV and 30 Rock, you know, it's kind yeah. of. And was it can't did the show get canceled that day? Um, the, the canceled forever. No, no, just, I mean, <laughs> no, um, no, it was really weird. It was like, uh, they, like our, some executive was like, go back to your desk. We're going to tell everybody what to do. And I was like, my kid's in the daycare. I'm going to go get my kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I went to go get my kid and then Rosie's driver came and found me and was like, Rosie wants you to meet her downstairs. She wants you to go to her house with her. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was kind of like, that just seemed weird. Um, nice, but like unusual. Mm -hmm. And so I got in the car and then she joined us in the car with one of her kids was with her and she was like, you're not going to be able to get home to Brooklyn. So I'm just going to take you to my house. And she was like, plus I don't want you freaking out because I know you're pregnant. And I was like, how did you know that I'm pregnant? And she was like, well, because you drink like Diet Coke exclusively and you haven't been drinking it for the past couple of weeks. So I was like, oh, she might be like a little bit of a magical witch or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's what happened. That's my 9-11 wow. story. What are you guys talking about? What happened on 9-11? <laughs> Remember a couple was, years ago, they just, we had the they had a TV special. <laughs> it got mm. pre- preempted a lot of other stuff that was on. You don't know. All I remember is I was looking forward to an in-depth conversation with the entire cast of Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> yeah. and I did not get it. On I that know, morning. and you didn't get it. Not it was that, a bummer. Not on that morning. It was not that day. Truly, really the, the terrorists won. <laughs> they did win. Yeah. I didn't get to hear Brad Garrett's take on something. I like <laughs> that. Garrett. Why did he get hurt in that joke? Joe. Hey, on, Jimmy. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I like him. I, I have not seen one second of that new show, Single Parents, but any commercial, I get a nice kick uh, out of Brad Garrett. I haven't even heard of it. That's how it's Tim not... and uh, Taryn, what's his name? Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam. Yeah. Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, we've been uh, raving about it the last couple of uh, weeks. Mm-hmm. Did yep. anybody see Saturdays? I did. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I read about it. <laughs> what's that face? Kind of, kind of a miss. I thought it was a zero. I, like not even a miss. The problem, like I, because it has the same bit over and over again ish. Wasn't it? Well, they keep doing this. That's it's so lazy to do those like rap song video things. Like just stop doing it. You do it maybe. But last week's was great. Yeah, it was. But like it's, it just feels like a crutch at this point that they keep going back to it. But the the thing was, Steve Carell is one of the funniest people ever and so like you think oh they've had a string of good episodes here comes here Steve comes Carell. this guy we're and gonna the, the, the opening his his monologue was pretty good i thought yeah that was funny it's all right i liked when, they, when he's like all right everybody come up here yeah. and but the audience you. member he's like oh, not you that <laughs> yes. made me laugh yeah there was a couple the one at the near the end made me laugh a lot which one not the last not the not well, the, the one that everybody's one. talking about did Is that, that the one? I never went back and researched it, but did something go wrong? It seemed like they had to bail. That gun fell on the floor, and it seemed like they had to bail on some major part of yeah. the sketch and just like find a way out. That happened twice, didn't it? Because didn't somebody flub a line in one of the other sketches, and they're like, yeah, whatever? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I caught that one, but yeah, I think there were two sketches that I liked, and the rest which, are like whatever. I agree. I, I feel like I, which two? I got. I know can't which even two. remember what they were. Go, pull up a list of sketches, and we'll oh, do man. this right now. My son, who I'm gonna bore could K- not Casey with wait this. Wait to watch it. He's yeah. like, Dad, it's Steve Carell. It's gonna be great. Now, did he find any humor in, it, or did you? It was over, and he and he literally was like, he goes, "That was really disappointing." Because I was so looking forward to this episode. Oh, that's the thing. You get your hopes up. Yeah. Because he loves The Office. I love Steve Carell. I was excited, too. And and I just didn't think anything was funny. 
at all. And that, oh my God, that thing with Mikey Day in the news just, it, it may still be going on. <laughs> Wait, what did he Him do? Being, he was oh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the Sasquatch. The senator, the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I mean, the, it's one of those. Really? Kind of. It's How old is your son? I'm not comfortable with you knowing that. <laughs> He's 11 years old. Hmm. I always, I just think it's like, Saturday Night Live, like you just you love it the most from when you were fourteen or fifteen, you know, and yeah. it can never. I agree with that. It, it can never be matched again, even if it's good. It's like not. He'll look you know. back on these years when he's older and think this was the best Saturday Night Live ever. I don't know if that's true. Not this episode because he I, watches uh, the classics and he enjoyed like he we mm, watched uh, okay. John Hamm's second episode. Yeah. yeah, over the weekend we enjoyed that. What uh, was your favorite SNL era? Uh, well, you know, I was in uh, early. And so for years, I would tell you the original cast, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, in retrospect, that was a swing and a miss. <laughs> um, I and then I started stand up, so I kind of wasn't in the world right. anymore. So, uh, but I think if I look back at you know the Phil Hartman years, probably yeah. were great. The the Martin Short years, maybe those blood over. I don't know. Uh, obviously, the Terry Sweeney years. <laughs> um, I think the new cast is great. I actually, yeah. I think the mm -hmm. up until this episode, I think that this year has been terrific. Yeah, I think the writing's been really good. Yeah, and I, it's it's almost like they didn't uh, think to do that this week. What's your favorite? Well, Anybody happy era? with that sentence? Um, yeah, Phil Hartman. I lo I love Phil Hartman so much, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's funny how people call it that. I I say that all the time too. At the time, no one would have called it the Phil Hartman era. Then they would have called it the Dana Carvey era, or right. you know, like like he wasn't the star but he was the best thing in almost ever like yes, it was yes. he was facilitating so much funny in that show and i also really love the weird like one-off years when people that probably shouldn't have been in the cast were in the cast you like know sarah so silverman i love sarah janine. silverman janine yeah. chris rock i love i love michael that. anthony or anthony, <laughs> anthony michael, michael hall, hall yep and robert downey jr um yeah, yeah robert i mean it's yeah. I, I like those risky choices, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I love Janine on SNL. <laughs> I, I am the one. I don't remember her. I remember that she was on it, I, and I watched every episode. I don't remember what she did, though. Yeah. What, do you remember, like, sketches? I, no. She must have done some yeah. test pieces, right? Yeah. Like, seems like that's how they would have used her. Yeah, and, like, not digital shorts, but, like, tape. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just love Janine, but also Julia Sweeney and Jan Hooks. That's yeah. my, what my wife loves uh, those two. Loves yeah. Jan Hooks. I love Jan Julia Sweeney great. so much. I just think she's, like, she should be a billion times more famous than she is. Mm -hmm. um, she's amazing and inspiring. But, yeah, all those, all these, like, cool ladies that didn't really get to do so right. so, so much, you know, because mm -hmm. that wasn't the thing then. Um, but yeah, but I just have a theory that like you just love it best, whatever happened when you were 14. I'm that way with uh, SCTV is like, yeah, th th I was like 14 or whatever when I started yeah. watching that and that was or 12 or 11, 13. And so I remember that being much better than it is. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and boy, there's a lot of downtime on that. Like, Oliver, we gotta watch this sketch. And I watched it like, ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> For 30 years I've been raving about this sketch. It's nothing. It's everything's like that. Like I went back and you know, everything you try to go back and show your kids. Like I remember being like, oh, let's watch this movie, The Bad News Bears that I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was just like, no, like <laughs> slow motion trying to stop the television. Like, this is not good. It doesn't hold up. At I'm all. sorry. Ben is Bears doesn't hold up? Mm. No, not I, for I, me. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, but I just think it's like yeah. not. Um, there's so many things about it that are genuinely terrible that you 
it's problematic. So problematic <laughs> that it's just like leads you down all these like roads that yeah. you don't need to go down. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, I feel like my favorite movie of all time was Trading Places, and that's pretty problematic yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, it's frozen in time for me. It's like this sort of perfect comedy movie. Like that's such a well, the plot is so tight and perfect, and and then just two guys being so. Well, you might say Dan Aykroyd is not not the greatest, but I, Eddie Murphy doing the greatest. Dan Aykroyd's stuff he's funny. Ever done. Almost every movie he's in, Dan Aykroyd's. And great. he's and I think he is great in that movie, and and Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it, and. Um, Den Holm Elliott is great in it. <laughs> Everyone's great. Love it's it. kind of wild. It's almost like someone should write a paper or write a book about like what is safe from like our growing up to, <laughs> I remember my son calling me, he was like, it's, you know, staying at my mom's house and like text me, like I'm going to watch Revenge of the Nerds. And I was like, okay, you know, and then he was like, um, yeah, <laughs> like he called nice. and was like, do you have a minute to talk? And he was disturbed <laughs> really? in the extreme. And he was like, did your, you just went and watched this, this was okay? And right. I'm like, yeah, that was like pretty normal. That like yeah. the um, the victory homophobia. was like a rape. Oh, that, yeah, you know? that's <laughs> like, crazy. The victory. Like, yeah. yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, the nerd guys win. They got to rape a lady. Really, <laughs> and yeah. my son was like, I'm genuinely uh, sick to my stomach and I'm so upset that I watched this. And I was just like, well, I guess, um, yeah, that you can see why we're all uh, kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. the fact that you're sick to your stomach, I guess, gives me a little hope for the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or man up. How about that? <laughs> I go the other way. <laughs> Focus in, kid. Focus in. No, I'm kidding. On, uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Great rap song, though. <laughs> it was a good song. The worst, right? It was a good song. The worst. It was. One of the worst songs ever. Yeah. Yeah. We watched the Blues Brothers over the weekend. Uh, and, uh, Is that the first viewing for Oliver? For, yes. In his, okay. uh, what did he think? I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I just. I don't see it the way you do. Oh, that's gotta oh, be the man. worst. Yeah. I felt bad when you guys didn't like Clue. So <laughs> I, I get love Clue. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, here we go. It's so funny. Oh, you funny? What the fuck are you talking about? Funny? There's not one funny moment in that movie. Not one, Casey. Not one. You've pushed my fucking buttons now. <laughs> this is this isn't the medicine talking anymore. I think this is like you know it's you know. Men are from Mars. He loves I it. I love it. And women are from, well, I don't <laughs> Women know. are from Clue. <laughs> women are from Clue. I don't know. It was funny to me. But then again, I was like probably 10 when I saw it. Okay. Then yeah. I allow it. That's the thing. I somehow didn't see it as a kid. And now I still haven't seen it, but my wife loves it. I, I know a lot of people who love it. What did you like when you were a kid that does hold up? Like, I still think the, Johnny Dangerously is Oh my God, that's hilarious. one of my wife's favorite movies. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, Do you think it's funny? Yes. Oh, thank God. I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but I loved it as a kid. I, I'm surprised. If you're telling me it holds up, I would be surprised to hear that. I've but, never seen that. That's Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. And, uh, now, I wonder if I watch it. If I don't, I'm like, eh, well, whatever. It, was, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, that would be my guess is how you would, <laughs> would view it. I don't. It, you've seen it recently? What's that? Johnny Dangerously? No, it's been uh, years, but you, yeah. have you seen it recently? I, yeah, I rewatched okay. it probably within like the last decade. Yeah, and, and you enjoyed it. You laughed. I still laughed. I'm sure it is probably also problematic. I think like Airplane, I bet, holds up. I feel like that's... Watch that with Oliver. We loved it. I feel like it's just Naked so... Naked Gun did not hold up. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Police Academy? 
I doubt that no. holds up. Yeah. I loved it. I remember my dad took me to it. That's uh, that when you were talking about Revenge of the Nerds, I thought about that movie because it's not really. It's kind of inappropriate. There's blowjob jokes and stuff, and it's like I mean everything. Well, that that's just everything. Was... No, but it's like when you're ten, it's kind of crazy. What were our parents doing? I don't to know. Us? I watched Turning Places, and there's boobs in it, and I watched it when I was like eleven. It's so funny when when Prince died. Other than like like my really close friends being like, "Are you okay?" Like like. Sincerely, okay. But I was amazed at how many people in sort of my peer group had the same story about like when Purple Rain came out, all of our dads like took us to see it on a visitation because <laughs> everyone's parents were divorced in 1984. <laughs> and uh, all of our dads were like, you know, trying to be cool dads and took us to see Purple Rain. Mm. And it's so inappropriate. So that's like my enduring memory of like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, even though don't at me about not liking Purple Rain. Um, <laughs> I know your comments already, um, <laughs> but I just remember being like, oh my God, like I just wanted to unzip my skin and yeah. <laughs> I do think that's an important rite of passage to be super uncomfortable watching something with your parents. Like, I'd rather that than they just see it on their own. Like, I want my kids to be like, oh, God, like, <laughs> what am I looking at? But I don't even think my kids are old enough to feel that way about something. Like, uh, the, uh, maybe so, yes. What was, there was a sketch on, uh, I think, uh, in the, uh, what was it? but it was Show Me Your Titties. What, what, would, what would it have been? It couldn't be SNL. I don't know. But, I don't know. Oh, show me the titty. I think it was. I think it was like a Pete Davidson thing or something. And okay. Um, and I was like, oh boy. And then I go, do you know what that word means, Oliver? He goes, I don't. Like, okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, good. We'll keep watching. They've been <laughs> kicking up the language on SNL lately. Like they're dropping some Jesus Christ and some goddamns. Like, all right. And you as a religious man, you don't care for that. Obviously, that just depends your I know you're the man of the the cloth. Yeah, you don't. Uh, My sons put on the Tim and Eric movie in front of my mom, and they, like, it's like, how many years ago did that come out? They still can't get over it. Like, they, they, even just, it's one of those things, like, just the memory of having done it and trying to, like, sit through it with their grandmother. It's still, Yeah, that's a weird choice. I never saw that movie. It's, uh, yeah. I didn't either, but I can imagine that it's... It not, wasn't great. It wasn't great. They're still trying to manage their feelings over the day that happened. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take another break. Yep. Uh, you're okay on time, Kate? Yeah, I'm good. All right, we'll take another break. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Casey St. Ange is on Twitter at Casey. That's C A I S S I E. And the show that she is uh, the executive producer of is called Busy Tonight, and it's on E! Sunday through Wednesday. Check it out. Busy Phillips is awesome, and you should watch her show. And Casey's awesome, too. Uh, Jimmy Pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy at Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington, Iowa, on New Year's Eve, 1231. And then we are going to Sketchfest. Yes, we're doing playing games at Sketchfest on January 11th. That's with special guest Lauren Ash. And then we're going to be doing Never Not Funny Live, a matinee show on the 12th with John Ross Bowie as our guest. Very excited for that. And finally, end of the month, we're going to Bloomington, Indiana, Comedy Attic in Bloomington. Jimmy's doing stand-up comedy on January 25th and 26th. And we're doing Never Not Funny Live on the 27th. Go to nevernotfunny.com and click the tour link for tickets to all those shows or links to tickets to those shows. And for Jimmy's stand-up dates, go to jimmypardo.com, click his tour link, and enjoy. 
listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to together. talk about factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on... Uh, uh, social media, by the way, people saying, "Oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet." Yeah, people like using the phrase "pet vet," even though "vet" covers pet. I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people. I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun? It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So that's uh, a good point. Yeah, why are they? Yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their? Very you know, serious issue. You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the, the point is, you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good, I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah, it's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now 
Hey, man, life's too short for bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> Thankfully, the Eero home Wi-Fi system reached a fast, reliable connection in every room of the house. Now, Matt, you have this in your home. I do have it in my home. It's changed my life. Well, the second generation Eero and Eero Beacon allow you to build a Wi-Fi system that's perfectly tailored to the home better than ever before. Mm-hmm. Now, you have, what do you have, the Eero? You have the Eero. I have the Eero, yeah, and I, I didn't used to have Wi-Fi in my backyard or my front yard, for that matter, which I do spend some time in sometimes. It's nice to have it out there. It, yeah. It's, it reaches uh, all over and uh, never a weak signal. Full bars everywhere we go in the house. We got a uh, smart TV in the back. Works perfectly. The, the Nintendo Switch, the PS4. That smart TV in the back. That's a business in the front, though, right? <laughs> of, course. of course. Yeah, it's got a nice, nice close-cropped uh, haircut. <laughs> sure. But you look in the back. Oh, my gosh. What's it, what's, it, what's it? A bevel? Is that what it's called around the TV? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah. a nice tight bevel. It's a nice tight bevel, but you look in the back. Whoa, what's going on back here? Party time. But yeah, man, I love my Eero. It's 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 great. There's an app that comes with it, uh, or you download the free app once you get one, and uh, you know you can you can check the diagnostics real easily, and uh, you can even do a speed test to find out uh, what your upload and download speeds are, which I like. I, that's handy for me. Like now, to, now I don't know if you have this at the Eero Plus. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that'll get you total network protection that has the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. By checking the sites you visit against a database of millions of known threats, Eero Plus prevents you, Matt Belknap, uh-huh. from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. Nice. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit. That doesn't apply to you. Let the kids do whatever they want. <laughs> uh, and you can do that right from that aforementioned app that Matt spoke of, the Arrow app. Yeah. Uh, you can also get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Ad blocking improves load times for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than ever before. Uh, you love it. Love it. And it was easy to set up? Couldn't be easier. You plug, you plug in, you know, you hook up the base station just like any other router, and then the extenders just plug into a wall socket. What? That's it. Really? Yeah. But then you got to connect them. No, I mean, they, they could, the, the, all the connection, like the app walks you through the, uh, the setup process, but it basically just connects itself. They find themselves. Yeah. They're like little minions. <laughs> yeah. They're just like little minions. I see. Except they're not yellow. They're white. White. They look, they look cool they're too, right? They're very cool looking, yeah. Right. And also, you, if you wanted to, you could uh, make them non-discreet. They're very, yeah, they, they don't, they don't stand out, but they yeah. do have a cool feature that I've mentioned in the past where they have a little light on them. So when you walk into the room, if it's dark at night, and the lights are off, you walk into the room and it, it, it kind of comes on and gives you a nice little beacon. Uh, it's just a little feature has nothing to do with Wi-Fi, but I like that it has it. Gives you a little nightlight. Yeah. It's like a little uh, walking nightlight so you can see around your house. You ever listen to that walking nightlight after the, uh, uh, the regular nightlight show? <laughs> sure. Wait, talking like, damn it. It's good. My own joke. Uh, never think about Wi-Fi again. You understand? I won't. Uh, this, you, you're forcing me to think about it right now to doing this ad, but otherwise I wouldn't think about it. Well, listen to this, Matt. You can get $100 off the Aero base unit and two beacons package and a year of Aero Plus. Nice. Get 100 bucks off by going to Aero.com. That is E-E-R-O.com slash Pardo. And then enter the code Pardo at checkout. That is E-E-R-O.com slash Pardo. And then use the code Pardo at checkout. You're going to get $100 off the Aero base unit and two beacons package yeah plus a year of Eero plus it's a great deal i would not pass that up uh aero.com slash pardo uh use the code pardo at checkout Eero wi-fi a better way to wi-fi
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2315 is what I was told before the show. But mm-hmm. I, of course, I had some. Uh, yeah, we were lying. We and, were lying uh, to you. It's not, uh, we, what, why would you lie to me? That seems like a weird thing to lie about. We were just trying to mess with you. My son is at the doctor, so my wife keeps texting me. And so that's why I keep looking out at my phone. My is he son. okay? Is he okay? He had a field trip. And uh, where they were going for three days. Whoa. And he came back. Uh, he was not on the bus coming back because he was busy vomiting. Oh. So they, uh, he went home in a car with another parent. And um, they broke your kid. Yeah, he's not been uh, he's not been the same since he got back. And so now they're they're at the doctor as we speak. Where did they go for three days? They went up to uh, 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 none of your fucking business. Clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that camp. <laughs> no, never been there. <laughs> oh, it's nice. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of smoke from the yeah. Paradise Fires, but it's, it's and, and flag, private. The big middle finger. It's the, it's the camp flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's... Uh, they up there raking? I hope he's all right. Hey, thank you, Casey. I hope he is, too. Obviously, he will be, but... Like, uh, did he get bit by a zombie? I don't think oh it was that. God. Okay. I mean, if I had to guess anything, I'm going to say some sort of food-related virus. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. The practices that he told me about uh, didn't seem all that hygienic. <laughs> you discussed uh, food practices. Well, the way that they were handling the food. That's that's the part of has a lot of food handling talk. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you have the talk? <laughs> the, the food handling the talk, talk. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, I'm glad I could be a nice <laughs> prop for you guys. The cooked birds and the bees. <laughs> the talk about the cooked birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees. Casey St. Anges are uh, now. Casey, is that your uh, your maiden name or is it your married name? Or is it a made up name? A lot of people think it's made up. I think Tina Fey uh, made a joke that it's a made up name, but it's just my name that I just got when I was a little baby. <laughs> so your parents are Mr. and Mrs. St. Ange. Um, they were. It's very DJ. It's a very DJ name. It's a very DJ name. Um, radio, radio DJ. Yeah. Uh, Skrillex. Yeah. I was like, going to say, I don't, I'm having a no, hard time picturing. Casey St. Ange in the morning. Dropping the beat on the no. St. Ange time. Um, yeah, so that's my real name. All right. Don't wear it out. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. You already have, actually. You spent a lot of time on it. I like it. I, <laughs> think, it's, I think it's a great song. So when, when Andy uh, Cohen says you couldn't remember your name, I find that to be insane because it's a name I that I will never forget. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like people either really remember it and use the full name, or people like the neighbors that I lived across the street from my whole life growing up never said my correct name once. <laughs> what would they say? Kelly, Tracy, Lacey. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know. Well, what? they just weren't invested at all, were they? No, they really weren't, but also... You don't like them either. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I've not kept in touch, you know? <laughs> we certainly yeah. have not kept the grudge either, so, <laughs> so it seems to be going very, very well. Uh, all right, let's check in back there with the captain, Captain Clunk, Elliot Hober. How are you oh, doing? Oh, uh, I'm all right. I'm, Matt alluded to, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, air it out because I figured out what's going on. Uh, thank you for not actually at the moment when I was having my little fit earlier uh, telling me what happened. Apparently, in fixing 23N, I uploaded it into the 2314 slot and didn't oh. realize that. Yikes. And then Matt very helpfully pointed to our backup link, which I then switched back to the wrong link. Mm. And then Matt. <laughs> fixed it again and that was the thing he didn't mention that was i appreciate your wisdom that's right because you came in here you melted down well i i thought i was fine and then i realized that i got the wrong time because this was the day that we were supposed to be here earlier and mm-hmm. i was 
It seemed Incorrect. like finding out that you were late when you actually thought you were early or on time was the straw. It, it, that was, broke it the actually was back. like it, you, you, it was like the yeah, uh, like not, not even not this. You're like, too. you got to be fucking yeah. shitting me, and well, you like slammed your keys on the floor. I, I, yeah, I did. Well, because what I did do that when I when I came in, I was like, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Because I, I I I didn't take a full shower so that I would make sure that I'd have enough time to do the stuff. <laughs> did you what take a half mean? shower? What does that mean? Well, you do a horse bath. <laughs> <laughs> what I. What I normally do is I will take a long shower, like a 10 minute shower, and I will condition my hair and I will brush it and all this. I didn't do that. I just ran water over me, used the bar soap, and got out of there. So you took a shower. I took a regular shower, not what I would call a full shower. Not a Hollywood shower. (laughs) Sure. That's That's what they call it in the Navy. How long is your shower? Oh, I, I take a long shower. You do too? I probably, uh, maybe 10 minutes, yeah. yeah. Maybe not quite. I don't know. I like How it. One, is 10 minutes a long shower? That's, that seems like that's more, it, that's a full it's shower. more time than you need, honestly. Depends on what your checklist is of what you got to get done in there. But what are you doing in there? Well, you got to like um, shave your legs if you're a lady, shave yeah, your pits if you're a lady. Um, I do this like uh, I have a face scrubber that's timed like. 90 seconds a minute and a half huh? yeah so i don't think i'm taking much more than a 10 minute shower which is weird because a bunch of guys are like taking a 10 minute shower do you wash your legs Absolutely. i just stand there yeah. <laughs> 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 just stand there and let the water run over me this is like just a big argument you put both arms on the, yeah, on the, <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> he remembers his time do you listen what? to music i don't do you just think your thoughts i do I do too. I don't like, Sometimes I sing. But. In high school, I would always listen to music in the shower. It was oh. very important. Now, Oliver does. He listens to music, but I, I don't. Mm. Yeah. I'm in, I'm out. Hmm. Do I you need a chair in there? <laughs> I do not need a chair in there. <laughs> That'll be the day. I don't know. And you have to get one of those like special built-in. Shower chair. St- yeah, stool-type <laughs> arrangements. A post-surgical. Uh, yeah. You want to get one of those baptized where you have to open the door? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's too. almost like a sports car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want one of those, too, but I want it to open up like a wing. Oh, oh yeah, there you DeLorean. go. DeLorean? You want a DeLorean, yeah. DeLorean style tub. Yeah, that'd be awesome. A true, a true nerd. <laughs> you know what else I want? If, 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 and I'll have to buy a new house to do this. I want one of those uh, electric uh, chairs that brings me up the stairs. Yes. <laughs> I want to, you, even in the commercial, it looks like, God, just walk it. Yeah. By the time this thing gets you up there, you could have mm-hmm. crawled up those fucking stairs. I want to combine that with a spiral staircase. Because that seems like it would be fun. <laughs> yes, it would be fun, yeah. 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 All right, well, we all got some great ideas to, for yeah. Shark Tank. We'll some bring dreams. it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, dreams. by the way, Shark Tank is back. You know that, right? I saw a little bit of it last night. We got, 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 got a new shark. Who's new? This is sharks. interesting. First first time ever, a previous guy who walked into the room as a <gasps> guy is now a shark. Yeah. He turned them down yep, they, in the room mm-hmm. and ended up being the guy who invented Ring, the Ring doorbell. Oh! He was on Shark Tank. And I do remember that. he pitched that. that and uh, he didn't like their deals, which is smart. I think most of the time you should not take their deals. They're not good deals. Right. But uh, he made it work, sold it to Amazon for a billion dollars, sold that company for a billion dollars wow. to Amazon. Interesting. And now he's back as a shark. And I thought that was cool. Who do you replace, Damon? No, Damon's still there. Well, they don't replace. They just anybody. rotate. So, yeah, who, but who is he sharks? filling in for? I don't know. I don't. Damon I, was on that one. I think it was Barbara Mr. Wonderful. 
No, Mr. Wonderful was there. Barbara he was, was he was missing from one recently, Mr. Wonderful. Dan Cuban was in that middle seat. Oh, mm. interesting. Get back nah. to the end, Cuban. Cuban's I don't like you. I don't like you running the show. Yeah. And they also have the, the basketball player, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah. I enjoyed him. He was good. He was good. I, 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 but you know what? He's smart. He's smarter than I would have guessed he would be based on what I've seen. Because you're a racist. <laughs> based on uh, Keenan's impression of him at SNL, <laughs> you would think it's not. You know what bothered me about that episode is that the editors left this in, that Mr. Wonderful turns to Charles Barkley and goes, uh, hey, i got to tell you, you're a really funny dude. And he does it in such a condescending way. It's yeah. like, Fuck. you're the arbiter of comedy, you fucking windbag. Also, also like, he's been known to be funny yes, right. for, for like, like 20 ever. years. For, like, yeah. Forever. So. Even Oliver was like, wow, who says it Ugh. like that? Like, yeah, like he's won Emmys for being for the post game show on TNT where their whole thing is that they're funny. He's also hosted SNL. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But Mr. Wonderful's anointed him. Oh, sir, I'm going to alert you. I don't know if you're aware. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's like when your buddy Tina Fey told John Hamm he was funny. He's been hearing it for years from me. <laughs> wow. Faye gets all the credit. I, well. Mm-mm. Your buddy. That's your buddy. Your text buddy. She, she, she's my boss. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but also lovely. But John Hamm is so funny and best hugger in the United States of America. I got to hug him like one time 10 years ago and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. You know who hugs better than John Hamm? Who? Jack. <laughs> Ham's a good hugger. Did you do because you got to think. You, you ever see a jib? You yeah. have to have strong upper body mm-hmm, for a jib. Sure. You don't think Jack has that? Why did that word sounds jib? Yeah, it just sounds I, like I don't know. Perfect. You don't like the cut of it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a slur for some reason to me. That's that's your that's, that's your Michigan brain. It talking. could be. It could very well be years of of history. Or it's that whatever you put in your hair is sinking into your brain. It could be that too. His hair looks good, guys. Oh, thank you. I want it all that color. I, I don't. I, I. Oh, you mean like this part? There's, I, I, there's two strips here. That yeah, we see that. They didn't take don't the, like the those, bleach. Yeah, I the just, second bleach we did. Right. Not take so the bleach. I, it didn't. Lift, Again, you lift have a hairstylist on retainer. <laughs> I, I don't think you know what on retainer means. I me. know what it means, and I'm saying this for humor. I know, and I was saying, are you are humor. you clumping it up in front of Casey St. Ange? <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. You be the judge of that. You, you are. You are. The judges have spoken. Um, I bleach my hair as well, and sometimes it just doesn't take the color out of your hair. Hmm. Really? I don't know. Yeah, it didn't yeah. lift this round. It didn't lift weird. these two spots. So we need to go with like um. You need to go with like a stronger developer. Maybe next time. Yeah, but you have to be careful because that shit will uh, melt your head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? 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 There's no evidence that. it'll melt your head off. Is there? No, you're, you're, it like will, your scalp. It will. My scalp got irritated. It was all red. injure mm-hmm. you. Yeah, for real. Well, it's so, worth it, Eric. You were right to be careful. You know, Elise bleached her hair once. I do not know. Can you that. picture that? And it, it, she has very sensitive skin, and yeah, her whole like her scalp was very red afterwards. It was uh, was that during like the late nineties when uh, when everyone was doing that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Siegel and Pat did that as well. Yeah, they, uh, both showed up to a party with their hair, mm-hmm. you know, bleached. white and bleached. And then I panicked. Oh, I should, is this something I should do as well? And went and sat down. And Danny, I was like, "You don't want to." I think you're right. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you perform on stages. You can't. I well, so does am Mike, an entertainer. Yeah. But also, your persona doesn't really fit. With I'm worried about, by the way, Walking Mess, for that reason, is not the greatest tour name because of uh, that. I don't know if it fits this onstage persona. We're trying to name his tour next year, and we thought Walking Mess would be funny. Oh. I think it's perfect. He but came I don't in here and he was like, I'm a walking mess. 
I think it's okay, but I don't know. If, I don't know if it. Uh, I don't think that's accurate for the stand-up persona. I guess if you don't know Jimmy at all, and it's you a see little that. Richard Lewisy. It's a little. Uh, mm. It'd be good for the Never. If you do another Never Not Funny tour, then an F Walking Mess tour would, would work. Yeah, but he's not a walking. I mean, he is, but he doesn't. Know it. <laughs> he doesn't own it like I do. I'm just gonna have to. My body's breaking down. Slowly breaking down. What musical? Comes up on the show a lot, guys. That sounds like you're doing yeah, your. Um, slowly breaking down. The name is? No. Evita? Sunday. Yes. Oh, Evita. Oh, I knew. See, that's the thing. I knew it was uh, from your characterization. No, that's not Mandy Patinkin. Oh, it's not Mandy? You were doing your Mandy no, voice. It's, uh, what's his name? It's Bob, Bob Gunton yeah. or Jonathan Price, depending if you're talking. Original Broadway cast or the motion picture cast? Okay. Mm. <laughs> you don't like Evita? That's what it is. No, I just saw it recently at the Westport Playhouse in oh, Westport, yeah? Connecticut. Um, it was fine. <laughs> well, it was great well, there, there's the Bring thrilling endorsement they were looking for <laughs> no it was great award winning um, writer Casey Zanon says it was fine winning? I would imagine you have some sort of daytime Emmy mm. did you work with my friend Andy Lasner over there yes. at the, uh, Rosie O'Donnell not only did we work together we lived in the same building so we took a taxi cab to and from together oh my every goodness. day for so many years yeah the first time the, my first day at Rosie this guy kept coming up to me and was like you look so familiar to me I think I know you from somewhere and I was like I don't know and then uh, he was like I got it in my building one night I saw you in the elevator and you had a Letterman like a late show with David Letterman jacket on and I was like hey do you work for Dave Letterman and you were so rude to me oh, no. and I was like I don't, I don't have any memory of this. And he was like, it was like 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and you were drunk. <laughs> and then I was like, and I thought you were gonna probably attack me? Yeah, yeah prob prob probably, that. probably that's why I try to yeah. get off the elevator and not have a conversation with you. But we Come were on, became man. great friends. He's a wonderful man. Yeah, yeah. Man. He's a sweet guy. Um, one of my favorite things about him, what made me decide that I loved him so much is that one time we came home to our apartment building and our apartment building was on fire and uh, his wife was like hysterical because their dog was in the their apartment. It was like a high rise building, so it wasn't like, you know, but he, I just remember him like somehow talking the firefighters into like letting him run up to like really? 20 something floors to get their dog or whatever. And I just remember him like running up and like coming back surprisingly fast with their dog. And then we just had a conversation about how he was a marathoner and, Whatever, but I just thought that that was sweet that he like risked his life to get his wife's dog. I think it's uh, you mispronounced the word stupid. Yeah. <laughs> also stupid, but sweet. Wow. Yeah. Why would they allow him to do that? I don't know because it's like New York City. They don't give a shit if you you know like. <laughs> or was the fire care? nowhere near his? Yeah, I think floor. it was like I think it just probably wasn't that huge of an yeah. issue. Everything catches on fire like twice a week in New York City. 30 right. Rock caught on fire every week when I worked there. Just what? like, oh, Conan's studio burned down. We have to all work at Starbucks. <laughs> One time, Andy, I was with Andy last night. We came out of 30 Rock and we were like, something smells delicious. What is that? And the security guard said, TGI Fridays exploded. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that would smell good. That it makes did. Sense. It yeah. delicious. I like Fridays. We go there on a regular basis. <laughs> My family and I. You go to the Magic's one? We go to Magic's, yeah. Magic's TJ Fridays. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he owns it anymore. Oh, okay. Zoe is obsessed with that place, and I don't know why. She's never been there, but she's like, oh, can we, like, we don't get it. There's, no, there's not one near us at all. You know what? The, the, the menu has everything. Yeah. It's one of those, and most of the stuff's pretty good. Yeah. Their nachos are phenomenal. No, I want nachos. I used to love when I lived in Boston. Yeah, I went there all the time. <gasps> you lived in Boston? Yeah, I went to school there. What school? Emerson. <gasps> 
right. Please <laughs> come to Boston for the springtime. Name it. She said no. Name the artist? Name the artist. Ruby McIntyre. No, god damn it. It's like you're going out of my way. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's, it's, um, it's the guy I hate. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? Is it the Bee Gees? No. Wait, Reba oh. does sing that song. Well, it's a cover then. Who does? Reba. Reba does not sing that. She does not sing Please Come to Boston in the springtime. I don't know her entire catalog. Maybe she does. Sounds like she maybe did a cover. Why is this so hard to... I don't know. I'm beginning to <laughs> bothering me. It doesn't... Getting, yeah, I don't uh, know. Dave Loggins. We're looking for Dave Loggins. Oh, Dave Loggins. The lesser Loggins. The lesser Loggins. Mm. Oh. Yeah, not Ken. Dave Loggins. I love that Kenny Loggins so much. Did you ever watch like the behind the scenes um, We Are the World video? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How he just looks like he's the only person that knows what the fuck is going <laughs> on there and like he looks so put out yeah it's it's amazing it made me kind of not like him because it, it kind of like he didn't look to be enjoying any of it from what i hear it was like kind of like a weird scene it was like late at night and they really yeah. put a lot of yeah. pressure on everybody to do it and not everybody wanted to do it but i just love how like impatient he looks like these jerks <laughs> like he's a pro he's like yeah a like i could have banged this out yeah. and and been on my way home to pancakes or whatever mm-hmm. and everyone else just making it take a million years it makes me laugh it does seem like it was kind of like the little stories you hear about like oh yeah we just went and grabbed this guy like it was kind of th- for such a big deal it was kind of thrown together maybe a little bit yeah, like it yeah. was not planned out but very... they had to do it like Jesus in the middle of the night because they didn't want any paparazzi they didn't want yeah. anybody bothering right. these people so they right. all had to come like at right. two in the morning to I believe right. the A&M studios right there on yeah. Highland I want to say La Brea it's now the Henson studios oh yeah. is that where they were I believe yeah. that's where they were oh, that's cool. that, yeah. yeah I need to apologize <laughs> Uh, you're thinking of uh, who's ever in New England? I'm also thinking of that, but she also sings a song that's called Please Come to Boston, but it's not that song. Oh, it's not? No, Weird. It's Why is song. Reba inviting people to Boston? Yeah, go back to Reba is in her town. She became obsessed with the New England area for a little while. Did she? Really? Well, she had two songs. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever's in New England through with you. That's how that, that goes one. a little bit. Yeah. You know what's weird about Reba when she um, was Colonel Sanders? That was weird for that <laughs> minute and a half. Weird, yeah. Why did that happen? I don't know. That's weirder than her inviting people to Boston. Yeah. Now it's what? Jason Alexander, right? Is that who's... Oh, I but, don't know. But now I tuned out. Get... There's also one that's just a voiceover. Great. Now. But who is it? Oh. <laughs> is it just some voiceover guy? I don't know. I'm going to guess Army Hammer. Oh. You think it's Army Hammer? No, I don't know. Did you see uh, Last Week Tonight yet? I did. He was in that funny I thing. I guess it was. I like that. Mm-hmm. Man, that show's good. Yeah, it is. That John Oliver boy, he, they nail it. I love John Oliver. No, you've you've worked with him, have you? No, I haven't. I have a lot of friends that work on that show, and a lot of friends that worked with him on the Daily Show. I I don't know. I just like him. I like his wife. She's super cool. Lady. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's super super cool. But she, I just met them through like she's a big housewives fan real housewives fan so he would come on watch what happens live and ask to be on with specific housewives because that would like (laughs) entertain his wife so um yeah so that's how i know them just a little bit through meeting them um there but i love john he's great he seems great he's one of our best english talk show hosts in the united states (laughs) who's the other one pierce morgan he's no longer on of course james james corden oh so then yes so yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. I will say this about uh, John Oliver. I don't think there's a better uh, prompter reader in this business. He's incredibly good. I mean, he... Th- this week he finally flubbed a, he flubbed a little bit and uh, yeah it made me realize that like, things maybe the first time. oh it might be the first time yeah, yeah. Like maybe he, it wasn't his fault 
Maybe it was the teleprompter operator. Mm, so you think somebody got fired today? I, I hope don't know. so. I don't know. You I'm just saying. Play. <laughs> it could be someone trying to sabotage him. It could be just, you know, maybe there was a sub that day. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It wasn't definitely 100% his fault. I don't. It, 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 history's on his side. That's what I'm saying. He's very good at it. Very, very good at it. And it, it, talking to the face like this. With information yeah. and words and timing and yeah. jokes. In a way that feels very like and organic ver- off the top. Yes. Of yeah. Yes. He's very good. He's a talented guy. How dare he come to our country? <laughs> Well, he, Take he, our jobs. Yes, he made a joke last night that he that he was never uh, accepted as a comedian in yeah. England, which I thought was interesting. Maybe it was just he was saying it for humor. But Theresa May said that there was going to be a smooth transition in Brexit and like to Parliament, and like basically everyone laughed in her face. And he said something like, "Oh, it must be nice to get a laugh in England. I don't know what that feels like." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's crazy. If that's true, that's kind of bizarre. That's bizarre. Oh, interesting. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about him ever performing in." Yeah, I don't even. I don't know what he did there before he came. I, I know he had that podcast with. Um, oh, he did. Well, but it was it was going even after he was on Daily Show. Like he was in America, but he kept doing it with um, Zaltzman. What's that guy's name? Hi, Andrew Zaltzman or something. Hi. Something's Zaltzman. I'm always fascinated by who comes here and who goes there to try to make it. Like yeah. when people give up. I worked a little bit for Graham Norton, who tried to come here mm-hmm. and be a huge star. And we were not. We were not interested. Not not accepting toward Graham Norton. Um, That's great though. But then I also worked <laughs> on a couple UK projects with him, and uh, he became a huge huge star there. So I guess our loss. I don't know or not. We can see him. I think we're fine. We can watch no him matter, on the BBC. Yeah, we can watch him no matter where, but uh, he's amazing. I just think he was like ahead of his time a little bit. What are some of, like, was Dave Hill one of those people who was like an American who went there and was successful? He That's why show. we thought Dave Hill was, or at least I thought he was from there. Yeah, he had like a show there, but I don't know if it was big or not. You know, he's doing a thing, you're not on Twitter anymore. He's doing a thing. It is oh so childish. Oh my God! About your mother. <laughs> about your mother. Everything's and somebody and people are getting. They, people are getting so mad. <laughs> and everything is like, hey, speaking of holes, I got my dick in your mom's right now. Like I, that. That's the basis. It's yeah. so funny. It's and so he's, childish and funny. He. It's so funny, and he is the nicest man. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's such a sweetheart, and it. So it really <laughs> makes me funny when he goes so hard in the paint like right. that, yeah. and gets people really, really worked yes. up. But. That's great. I Every just, single one. I see. Oh, go good. Dave Hills. Uh, there's some updates. Yeah. And he's like, it's not like you can't even you. He's like doing science. Like he's just scientifically making people pushing people's buttons. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can't like I just want to be like, don't take it personally. He's just doing he's making a scientific reaction. Yes. <laughs> and you're in it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just read one and it made me laugh. Which one is it, Gary? Somebody said, that's what I thought. Just another brain dead dork telling a man that it's 10 billion times is better. What to do? Wacky. Dave Hill says, I just porked your mom 10 billion times. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. But that's what it is. It's perfect. Oh, it's my perfect. gosh. Oh, my God. It's such a funny way to put it. He's, uh, he's so funny. He's you so want another funny. one? Yeah, give us another yeah. one. This is the, he's responding to the, Carol. I'm not gonna say who it was. Why don't you have a nice one way trip to Canada or Mexico? Rude, disrespectful person. <laughs> Dave Hill, right now I'm enjoying a nice one way trip inside your mom. <laughs> so dumb. I'm telling you, it's so dumb. It's great. Oh, he's a good follow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a darling. Follow Casey on Twitter as well. Yeah. She's wonderful on there as well. That's nice of you. You are wonderful on there. I am a fan. Thank you. This is why this happened. Thank you. You're welcome. 
But can I tell everybody that you almost didn't have me on because I said whatevs in a DM and you got real worked up about it. <laughs> I did not get worked up about it. I told you that it was it would cost you your parents. I here. just said what I didn't even say whatevs.org, which is usually what I would say, but I was in a rush and I just said whatevs and Jimmy did not like it. I'm not gonna uh, not on my watch. No ma'am. No ma'am. I was like, and you really let me like um you let me live in it for a couple days. Wait a minute, so you wait. You were okay. Now but I feel horrible. Never serious, I was like, but. he was like, you said whatevs. This is over. We can't be friends anymore. And I was like, understood. And then I thought he'd be like, JK. Well, I probably mean, also hate JK. I assume you were a professional <laughs> that you would uh, know that I'm being silly. Probably like JK. And then like no contact. He went no contact for 48 hours. And I was like, wow. he might have meant it. Here he was. <laughs> I'm sad to say, I have sad to say that your use of whatevs has ended any possibility. <laughs> thank you for thank you for your time tonight, though. She wrote, I 100%, uh, I 100% understand. And then, yes, five days went by. <laughs> That, okay, that does seem like there should have been some follow up. Like not a not, I assumed not, I assumed showrunner of comedy programs. Not, that, not not let her off the hook, but just some sort of nah. reaction. Listen, I got so many podcast irons in the fire. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. worrying about it. I was like, he, if he really needs me, he'll get back in touch. I think that Steve brought us back together. Steve, the stage manager. Steve did not have to bring us back together. I would. I'm on this. He was like, don't. She doesn't say whatevs all the time. <laughs> Steve, like, I will tell you, Steve, do get involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not because... He just mentioned, like, maybe he told me some cute stories about you guys. Going oh, he did? To like, yeah, you went backstage at the Paul Young show, show. The Paul Young oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> how weird it was. It was the most uncomfortable <laughs> I've ever been in the history of being in show business. I was laughing so hard when he was telling me that story. <laughs> we, we just walked right into his dressing room. And it was the most uncomfortable. And... You know, and Steve. You know, Steve's worked on Conan for th- close to twenty-five sure. years. So it's he, his job to walk in people's dressing rooms and be like, "Come on." And I, but it was like it was just so bizarre the way that we just clomped up these stairs, and there we are, <laughs> no knocking on a door, like we just were in the room, just in there, and nobody wanted us in that room. <laughs> it was awful, and trying to convince that we're supposed no, we're supposed to be here. Even though, if somebody did that to my dressing room, even at a comedy club, get the fuck out of here. Oh my what God. Do you, I don't care that my manager said it was cool. I don't know you. Get out. It's my most hated thing. Just like you feel like you should when someone's like, come back, you know, come up, come back, come backstage, yeah. whatever. You feel like you should every time because like what if something amazing and rock starish happens back there? It never does. Mm. It never does. And it's always weird. And even when like the performers, like a genuine friend of mine, it's always kind of because they're like sweaty and disoriented and they just like want to eat a banana whatever. It's yeah. Yeah. Nothing good ever happens backstage. That's. Is that the title of your book? (laughs) It could be. You would write a good book. Um, your history in this business? Maybe. I got to wait till everyone dies, I guess. Is (laughs) that, is that. Do you? No, I don't think so. I feel bad because I got the Letterman biography that came out. I was interviewed for that. Everybody was interviewed for that. And I think I just didn't give that guy like any of the stuff Ah. that he wanted. I got a turkey burger out of it. (laughs) Um, But I I felt bad. And I realized that I'm not like a I'm not like a super tell all. Like, I think I I told some minor some minor things, um, but that weren't juicy enough to really make it into the book. And then I was like, well. 
I guess, like I'm loyal to that person that I don't really yeah. talk to or ever work with or whatever. But um, but then I guess that's why I was good at what I did. Yeah. yeah. Good Maybe. spin. Good spin. I'll take it to the grave. Ooh. It's time to play sevens. <laughs> yeah. Then we got to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hit the theme. Here it comes. Let's get there. This will this this news story that just popped up on my phone yeah. will make you never want to go into a building again. You Uh-oh. ready? We're in one now. Elevator at one of Chicago's tallest skyscrapers plunges 84 floors after cable breaks. That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be like breaks happen. and stuff. What happened to the people? Uh, turned into a terrifying drop early Friday. Well, I guess this well this happened Friday, and this is the first we're hearing about it. Including a pregnant woman. Oh God! Jesus! Six Don't people had gotten the six people had gotten into an elevator on the 95th floor, uh, formerly known as the John Hancock Center. She's a very busy building. Beginning, I believe we were going to die. We were going down, and then I felt like we were falling down, and then I heard a noise: clack, 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 clack. Uh, I knew something wasn't okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the several cables holding the elevator had broken, and the car fell rapidly, landing somewhere near the 11th floor. No one was injured. So the systems worked. How the hell was no one injured? But those inside had to wait hours for firefighters to break through a wall more than 10 stories above the ground. It was a precarious situation where we had the cable break on top of the elevator and we couldn't do an elevator to elevator rescue. I'm I'm presuming that there we see all those, um, you know, spy shows or whatever, where they talk about like they're going to do something to an elevator, but then they've got to overcome the emergency brakes. Yeah. So there's probably a system where it, it starts slowing it down. That's probably the clackety clack that they heard. And then it eventually came to a stop, thankfully, on the 11th floor rather than the minus second floor. Well, nobody got hurt. I'm nobody thinking about that pregnant lady well, you, during that fall, that baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably, you, as, you, you as a mother. Probably got up more up in there. That kid's gonna be a skydiver, I tell you. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I tell like you, his foot came out of her mouth. That's how. Oh, Garen. Garen. That's what I was getting at. Thank you for. Yeah. Come on, Garen. That's not the type of thing you we talk about on here. I know. I gotta go Just to seven. Push it back down. Yeah. Well, what, why did you? Uh, you were supposed to turn your phone on to tur- oh, to open sevens. Why was suddenly there a news story? I, popped, I, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Casey, we play a game called Sevens. It's basically pyramid. Okay. I'm going to give you clues. Sure. You have to guess what I'm describing. Okay. You have the following categories to choose from. You only have seven seconds to get each one. Oh, God. You have movies, TV shows, celebrities, music, Broadway, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Those are just generic of the decade. And then musically, you have the 70s music, 80s music, 90s music, 2000s music. Stand-ups, superheroes, movies, action, movies, rom-com, movies, comedy, movies, award winners. Oh, God. The... 80s? 80s decade or 80s music? The decade. Oh. Like it. Me too. Here we go. 80s decade. Here we go. You ready? I'm going to yeah. give you clues. You have to guess what I'm describing. Here we go. Okay. You don't seem confident. Here we go. Ready, Case? Here we go. Here it comes. Ready? Uh, 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 Brad Pack movie. Uh, Demi Moore is uh, in a uh, room um, with... Saint Elmo's yes. Fire. Uh, another uh, the uh, the Sheens. They were Western. Uh, uh, oh, movie. Um, Young Guns. Yes, uh, Freddie. He's going to come and get you in Nightmare this movie. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, uh, uh, a musical parody uh, directed by Rob Reiner. Um, oh. uh, this one goes to eleven. That movie. Oh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, uh, next one. Uh, this is a, car- a movie based on a cartoon about a kid that has a lot of money. Richie Rich. Yes. Uh, we wore these uh, they, uh, they, they, on our legs. Leggings? Uh, no, but uh, full full slacks, but they were made of a specific, uh, damn it, uh, Nicolas Cage movie. 
Uh, Deborah Foreman is also in it, uh, based uh, this part of the uh, of, uh, of the city. Uh, damn it! Oh God, horrible, Valley girl. Horrible clues. Valley horrible girl. clues on my part. Parachute pants. Parachute pants. Parachute pants. Oh, wow. Horrible clues. Spinal Tap. You got but too late. Yeah. Uh, Valley girl. You got but too late. Uh, nine. But I'm going to blame uh, me. Mm-hmm. That's kind I'm gonna of. I'm going to blame you. the asthma. I'm going to blame. It's, <laughs> it's probably. I'm certainly going to blame it on the rain. Lack you know of that. Breath. <laughs> uh, boy, I stunk. Those, I, were, those were on me. Guys. I think we did all right. No, we didn't. The eighties <laughs> were a long time ago. That's true. And you're <laughs> high on pills. That's true. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, nine was the uh, score for the, uh, for the for uh, the for the billboard there for the billboard website. Oh, but by the way, there's a new link to go to there. It's just called NeverNotSevens.com if you want to peruse all the stats for. Seven S or S E V E N S. Who's done the worst at sevens? John yeah. Ross Bowie. John no, Ross. Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling, and then the aforementioned CC Pleasants. Ah. Uh. And then, but in reality, Diane Franklin. Diane Franklin the, was a zero. Yeah. It was literally the complete worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, her clues were like, oh, "This guy's an actor. He's handsome." <laughs> And then you, Jack? Jack? No, he's behind the camera. Damn it. You know it's not. You know it's not Jib, Jack. Jib is the key word there. Uh, Casey, thank you for being here. Thanks for what inviting me. Of course. Such a pleasure to meet all of you. And I'm so happy you didn't pass away. Yes. <laughs> right? We got through it okay. Yeah. I, I told you it was like 9-12. It was fine. Yeah. Started out rough. We got through it. Hmm. I'll be half of the popcorn. Watch the Busy Phillips show. Busy yeah. tonight on E! Sunday through Wednesday, 10 o'clock on E. And just look at the way that that show is stage managed. I mean, you will not see a better managed <laughs> stage. The jib work and the stage management right? is top notch. The direction, the EPing on that. Woo! There's a lot going down. Hot stuff. The bras. The bras. I got to see ladies jump up and down in brassieres. <laughs> yeah, and you were complaining about it. I said it we should have been longer. I did say no, that. You did could say have been, that. It could have been a little more lengthy. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'll be having the pop culture bees. Look at them over there. There's the silver fox. That's Garen Cochran. <laughs> Captain back there. Captain Clunk, Elliot Hoper. Behind Mission Control, behind the dashboard. That's the Hunter Matt Bell. And that's our new friend. Casey St. Don. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47. Go on. Not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.